general nerdery. I'm just going to get this out of here right before we start. It is the middle of fire season, and we live in the middle of a valley with a poor smoke has been pouring into from, like, 16 different states. So if we all sound like your Aunt Edna, who's been smoking 14 packs a day by the end of this, that's why. Also, the 14 packs a day, but... Also, yeah. Oh, well, God, this is so terrible. <laughs> not, not packs, just, uh, 14 bar reps. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't condone smoking tobacco, personally. No, it's fucking gross. Um, oh, man, I had a... I, I used to only smoke... If I was really, like, cigarettes, if I was really depressed or drunk, and I'm out camping with some friends once, and I get up in the morning and I have a cigarette for just whatever reason. Someone offered me one. I was like, sure, what the hell? And my friend gets out of her tent, and she goes, what's wrong? (laughs) What are you talking about? She's like, well, it's not early enough for you to be drunk yet, Zach. So... Anyways, welcome to General Nerdery, podcast about liking things. We're your generals of nerdery. I'm Zach. I'm Tyler. And today we have with us our buddy, Steven. Hello, I'm Steven. That's Steven. Hi, Steven. Who, for once, I brought someone over that Tyler has actually met before they showed up at the house and beat me here because I am always late. Numerous times. Numerous times. Yeah. It helps that we all work in the same building. Mm Mm-hmm. And that you guys are sweet, and I would like to know you outside of that building. <laughs> no one can escape that building. Anyways, not 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 podcast talk. Uh, Stephen, I know before you told me that you had none, and I know you're lying through your teeth. What are your nerd credentials, my friend? Oh, I'm a film buff. I watch a lot of movies. Uh, I'm really into anime. Uh, I'm into Pokemon. I like. I play a shit ton of Pokemon. Way too much Pokemon Go. Um, I watch way too many movies. I'll routinely do movie watching challenges where I'll watch 365 movies that I haven't seen before in a year. I also Damn log. Son. I log every movie I watch online to just like review it and if I want to, or just like remember that I watched it on that date and all that jazz. And then, yeah, I've been level 40 in Pokemon Go for a while. Plus, I played video games and I've made video games. Uh, I'm also uh, very, very much into, uh, very much a nerd about cooking, and uh, particularly uh, confectionery and making edibles, so. That's why I like talking to you about when I read Food Wars, because it gets to activate both, all, like, two or three things at the same time. <laughs> Can we please do a Food Wars episode at some point? I yes. Will, I will rewatch watch I have every new episode, because, oh, it's so... I Look, I have volumes, like, 15 through 20 of the manga arriving this week. Yes. So, like, we can do this. All right. We'll it is this. horny on main. That's a phrase I stole from you. <laughs> Which I stole from, I think, the internet? Doesn't slash, matter. Where's this? Slash the McElroy's. I'm giving you credit. For, oh, of course. That's an absolute McElroy statement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um... Other fun thing. Steven is the editor on, you know how we've been promising you new projects for ever in a goddamn day? <laughs> Steven is editor on one of our new projects coming out that we decided that today would be a good one to talk about. First off, Steven is really the reason why it can happen because I wasn't going to edit another fucking no, podcast. No, no, Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> also, uh, I like editing. I have several podcast options coming up, and people are like, oh, would you do this with me? I'm like, as long as I don't have to edit it or do too much research, I'm in. <laughs> so, of course, this one involves a lot of research, but... <laughs> uh, Tyler, give us a rundown of what our uh, new podcast is going to be here. Oh, good old word balloons. Um, how did... So... Word balloons might predate general nerdery. Like, I'm not sure which idea came up 
first? No, it didn't. It was originally going to be a bit for general nerdery, and we're like, we have too many bits! That's right. Well, because we can't keep this fucking show to what we always planned on it being. And I'm going to also agree that general nerdery was first in that um, before you ever recorded anything for it, um, uh, and even talked to me about the possibility of editing it, you were doing general nerdery. That's true. So... The idea baby is what I was thinking. Oh, yes. But my, my um, I don't know why I use the term idea baby. I have never once in my life used the term idea baby. Be- but I'm sticking. I'm gonna just own it today. Well, because the real, the real idea baby. <laughs> the real idea baby we haven't mentioned on here before. We'll get to that. Different podcast someday. But uh, word balloons. Where God, how, it's easy. It's gonna be a little short. Uh, floating bits of nerddom for you all. I think the longest episode we've recorded has been about 20 minutes long so far. I think, yeah. yeah. Max, and I might even trim that down. Which is great, because CC keeps yelling at me, like, please make podcasts short enough that I actually have time to listen to them. Not yelling. That makes her sound very mean. Uh, and we just get to finally, like, answer questions. We don't answer questions on here. We just go over news and shit. So, like, you all... By you all, I mean our friends that listen to this currently. Theoretically, there's like two other people. There's, yeah, something like that. Have we said what the concept is? No, not no, at all. We're getting there. We're uh, we're going to be able to drop some knowledge on y'all. Uh, first, what order are we doing it in now? We do the questions first. Questions first now. <laughs> this is well planned, guys. Super well planned. <laughs> uh, we'll answer a nerdy question and then finish that up with me somewhat trying to stump Zach on uh, comic and general nerdery knowledge. It comes from two different facets. One, uh, the idea of kind of stump the band. People will come up to me and be like, tell me about so-and-so. And it the, just anyone from a comic book. And so with a general kind of like, for the next ten episodes, there will be a theme of little-known fucking supervillains or magic users with Doctor, and not just Doctor, that's too focused, but yeah, like, like... Tell me about Luther Strode. Yeah! Uh, and with zero research or prep or me knowing ahead of time, I have to be like, uh, uh, Luther Strode was created by the guy who did fucking Ghost Rider. Um, and is about serial killers. I haven't read that one, but still. Oh, you, was, please, it's so I, fucking I good. I know, I know, it's hard to find. It's by one of my favorite artists, too. It's just absolutely gorgeous, and I'm completely blanking on their name, but it, they, I know they did G.I. Joe for a while, and it's just some of the most mind-bendingly gorgeous art. This is why I've been wanting to get you on this podcast. <laughs> um, but... The the other part is, as I said, answering answering weird nerd questions. Because the other thing is I will get randomly tagged in things on Facebook, being like, hey, Zach, is Wolverine circumcised? Or does Palpatine fuck? Or less penis-related Questions, but a lot of penis. There's a lot of penis-related questions. I I did an open nerd like egg nerds ask me anything you wanted, and it turns out people are perverts. Does the thing have a rocky knob? Okay, that's just from Mallrats. Well, I want to I want to (laughs) know your take on it. I want Zach's take. Oh man, I don't want to do the research on that. Oh, that's gonna be some bad comic books. (laughs) Yeah, but like. Does he? Because he super got married to uh, uh, Alicia Masters. Hey, to each their own. Maybe she's into that. Does she got a rock fetish? I don't know. And maybe it's maybe it's a smooth rock. Maybe it's an asexual 
marriage. We don't know. We don't know. I'm not here to judge. <laughs> also, there's such things as durable condoms. Very durable. Unstable molecules. I'm pretty sure this kid fucking build him a goddamn condom that would last. It's true. I'm really excited about Word Balloons because it gets to be where we... We get to be weirder in some ways. Wouldn't his shorts already be made of unstable mall anyway? <laughs> Good Look, point. We, Good point. We will have a preview of this at the end of this episode, so listen in. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. We don't know exactly when it's coming out yet. Most of the episodes are recorded. Not all of them are edited yet. Because the fact that we're not doing this like, it has to be on this week because this news is coming out, it's going to come out when it's goddamn good and ready. And Stephen's moving this week, and I'm moving next month. I was going to say, and y'all are moving. And, like, not far, but we're still taking all the shit we own and taking it from one house to another house. And you doing it from, like, one location to the furthest location you've ever lived away from this location. Yeah, like, 45. Look, it's, like, 20 miles out of here. I am a homebody in more than just I like my house. I like my town. For some reason. But... It's a good town. Yeah. Uh, so check it out. We'll announce it more as it comes closer and we have an actual date and all that stuff. Word Balloons brought to you by the Earworm Network. Maybe we'll even make a commercial. Oh, I've been, oh. I thought we did record stuff for a commercial. I think we did, but I don't think I ever even edited I've been meaning to make commercials for like all of our stuff for a while now. Yeah, we'll get to that. I it promise is. I'll edit it. I'll get it done <laughs> as soon as I can. I promise. I will not hold this up any more than I can. I will. This particular podcast, though. Oh, wait. Well, before we get to that, before we get to the news, which you mentioned we do on this one, what have you guys been ingesting? The McElroy Brothers. I can't speak today. The McElroy Brothers. Okay, so you always say that as a way that I don't, I've never heard it, and it's always foreign to me. The McElroy? I've, I've always heard it McElroy. Don't they call themselves McElroy? I've always heard them refer to themselves as McElroy. Well, then I'm an asshole. Although that said, I listen to <laughs> all of their podcasts, Mabim Bam, um, as well as all of uh, Adventure Zone, as well as most of Sawbones, some of Schmanners. I listen to, like, it's two-thirds of the podcast I listen yeah, to. Yeah, okay, so you are the right one on this one. Thank you for calling me out on that, McElroy. I'm, I'm still just giggling at you saying that you were ingesting them. <laughs> uh, I've been ingesting a really good Spam fried rice that my girlfriend made for me Kat, she's the love of my life And she cooks delicious food for me um, But media wise I uh, just finished I finally, for the love of God Finally finished uh, Darling in the Franks um, An amazing anime I have um, no idea what this is It is by Trigger Ooh, It is on Hulu I think right now It's also on Funimation which is where I watch it I, I pay for anime because I fucking love it um, and but it is super cool mech anime Ooh, um, man. and it deals with um, relationships sexuality and um, it's in a future but also fucking wider scope of everything it is nuts and I don't want to spoil anything for it but I love it and I just finished it and it's so good awesome with the specific McElroy stuff I've been Listening, watch, reading, not watching. I haven't watched. Oh, them. you didn't. They just have a like YouTube channel. Carved up in your freezer. You haven't just been ingesting. No, no, I'm just okay. gnawing okay. on Justin. Um, uh, the third volume of their adaptation of the Adventure Zone came out, and so I read the previous two and have not read the third one yet because 
their comic book adaptation because I haven't had time yet. Um, and I got I'm caught up on their current Adventure Zone uh, story, so I went back to the original campaign. one. Yeah, campaign. Uh, I went back to their original one that they're doing the comic book adaptations of, and I'm finally uh, getting through it. And I always knew it was good, but it's literally one of my single favorite bits of storytelling. Like, there's like three three things. If you ask me, what's your favorite story? Like, Adventure Zone Balance, Steven Universe, and then I can't even think of the third one because I'm just lost. So excited about those two. two. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Um, D&D podcasts are sometimes difficult for me because before I was just getting mad I was not playing D&D. But there's a pandemic going on and I really, like, can't play D&D for the most part. So I'm getting my fixes where I can. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What about you? Ooh. Yeah, this was a fun week because I finally started doing shit again instead oh, of just, like, rewatching Big Mouth on a fire. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so since I finally finished Red Dead, I started in on Witcher 3, intending to finally finish that. That's been awesome, although it was really weird after having not played it for a while, rebooting it up, and it not being Henry Cavill. <laughs> I need to watch that. I hear great things. Oh, it's so fun. It's I hear so it's fun. soups trashy, but fun, like X-Files kind, which I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Souls. <laughs> trashy, but fun. Yep. Love it. I mean, I purposely watched Arrow for like five seasons. Clearly, I'm okay with Oh, trashies. I also just finished Arrow. That's I'm going to throw that in my... Ooh, um, nice. Yeah. I have not touched any of that since uh, uh, Crisis. Mm. Or anything before Crisis. Like, you guys are... That's an old episode. Yeah. God, that is an old one now. Yeah, it is. Um, I've now watched the first two episodes of Lovecraft Country... Which is, I was telling you, you after said that's watch, fucking sweet. It's fucking sweet. I was telling you after watching the first one. How it's racist? Really, it's anti-racist. Oh, great! They're in. Yeah, yeah, anti-racist. It's your fave is problematic. The show, like the main character Atticus. Uh, this is set just right after post World War II, and <laughs> he loves the '30s pulps, and he's reading Princess of Mars on a bus in like the opening scene. And the only other black lady on the bus, since they're both having to sit in the back together, is like, yo, what's, what are you reading? What's that about? And he tells her, and she's like, nah, nah, that's good. She's like, you, he's, what, what'd she say? She's like, you reading something, the ex-Confederate? She's like, he fought for slavery. You don't get to put an ex in front of that. Yeah, that's the part that we don't like to talk about with John Carter, Warlord of Mars, is that he fought on the South in the Civil War. Shit, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Thanks for that, Edgar Rice Burroughs. Uh, Ooh, that, that taint... I really liked that movie, though. Um, it's my only instance with John Carter, really, the, the movie that they put out. I have a really deep love of John Carter, and I forget that he... Because they don't like to talk about it. And also in the movie, they just like, oh, he's a Confederate soldier, and well, he's just doing his bullshit out here, and he finds some gold, and then he gets rich, and then they just jump forward in time to where he's not a Confederate soldier. Well, and a lot of my reading of it has been the Dynamite comics, where they're like, John Carter's great, but Deja Thoris, the actual Princess of Mars, is who we should be fucking focusing on, yeah. on Princess of Mars. Everybody else is way more and interesting. Absolutely correct. Deja Thoris is so much cooler than John Carter is. Yeah, and then there's, like, by the end of that first episode, there's a chase scene. I don't know how to better describe it. That's one of the most tense things I've seen on screen in a long time, and it's all uh, 
after that, actual monsters show up, but that's just having to deal with the racists, and it was the more tense part. Oh, shit. Uh, from what I understand, it takes place in one of those, fuck, what are they called? The sundown towns. They were the towns that black people were aware that they needed to be out of before dark. Okay, yeah, so, I'm really, really fucking interested in this. Yeah, yeah so it's the main character. Um, his father goes missing. They had a strained relationship, He, but he gets a letter when it happens, and he's like, I gotta go find him. Uh, and so he meets back up with the rest of his family, who he has a lot better relationship with. They run a business where they um, publish one of the, like, uh, safe travel books. And so their business is to go around and check out these places to see if they're as racist or not racist okay. as they say they are. Okay. It's a dangerous fucking thing to do Holy now, f- let alone the 60s. Holy fuck, that sounds awesome. And then... Lovecraft happens. Not Lovecraft himself, although that would be more scary to me than fucking Cthulhu, because holy shit, racist. I died. Hence my question. <laughs> well, and um, it's already very also Lovecraftian. I don't want to get super into it. We can make it its own episode once the season's it's over worth or it something. From but. everything I've heard, and I haven't even watched it yet. Sweet. Um, but yeah, did that, and then the other... I'm saving one thing for my recommendation, but the other big thing that really encompassed the first part of my week was I rewatched the David Lynch Dune. And yes. It's so good. Yes. <laughs> so good. It's awful, and I love every goddamn second of that movie. So you know how earlier when I said I had apprehensions about my nerd cred? Yeah. I've never seen this. That's because you're smarter than us. No, no, I I want to see it. I oh, just... dude, I own it. We'll just fucking oh. hang out and watch the movie. It's sweet. We'll turn that into an episode, too. It's nice. Patrick Stewart playing a space bard named Gurney Halleck. This is before... Uh, this is before Next Gen came out. This is before anyone in America knew who Patrick Stewart was. They hired him on accident because they thought they were hiring someone else... <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Also, David Lynch didn't know that until Patrick Stewart was on set and they were ready to shoot that day. And we get the beautiful line of Patrick Stewart yelling, uh, not in the mood. Mood is for Catalan love play. <laughs> okay, I'm in. It's Remember, urine and feces are processed in the thigh pads. <laughs> It is it is the absolute like perfect combination of like bizarre acid trip movies and bad eighties sci-fi. Ooh, yes, I'm in. <laughs> I, I very much love a good bad movie or just a weird The special effects are legitimately good if you take into account it was made in like nineteen eighty five too. Like also I read Dune for the first time this year and it's still rather fresh in my head. It is not as bad of an adaptation as it's made out to be. It's just lacking, like, a hundred layers of context. About 400 layers of context, and they turned the weirding way, which was a martial arts, into sound guns. (laughs) Which, because they didn't want to be kung fu of the sand, so instead it was just weird. But it makes the line, my name has become a killing word, soups literal. Yeah. Because it used to be, like, my name is because they were using his name, I don't know if you've ever read Dune, no. Um, great. One of my favorite novels. A little homophobic. Very homophobic. There's a basically a jihad going on. Again, problematic elements of it. And they're using his name, Moadib, as like a, a rallying call. So my name has become a killing word is literally 
mass tribes of people are killing in my name, and in this it becomes the very literal, people say my name while holding the sound gun and explosions happen. Which is also just, gotta make leading this army so difficult. Well, it's they actually only use Muad'Dib in, in the sound gun, like, one time. All the other times they're saying Chakasa, but... Killer scene. Love Amazing. it. Yeah. Love this movie. I'm just saying it's not very good. There's a no, difference. No, 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 no. <laughs> Did I say I like good movies? No, we're oh. going to talk about a movie that should not work and also works today, so... Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but anyway, before that's that, it. And I have one other thing. Like I said, I'm saving it for the end. So. Perfect. That's what I do all the time. News. This week, after last week, we had a lot of really sad DC news. This week, DC fandom happened. We have a lot of really good DC news. We have a lot of really good for us as fans news. <laughs> they still haven't really announced what's fucking happening with DC sad things and canceling 20 to 25% of their lines and firing a shit ton of editors and yeah it was a blood yeah. anyways fandom cool things also check out if you can find the Jim Lee did a like live stream drawing of designing Venus Williams I want to say the, the tennis player turning her into a fucking baller superhero in a kind of like new gods monitor anti-monitor style it's Ooh, it, the art is just Amazing. Uh, so we'll start off with some of the littler things, like Titans is getting a season three on HBO Max. It's going to have Red Hood. It's going to have uh, Scarecrow. I still haven't watched season two. It's going to have Barbara Gordon, I think. I, I watched season one. Oh, it's it's garbage. Um, I ins- this is the live action Titan show. Yes. 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 Um, there is good is elements the, of it. I'm being super I've, mean. Like, um, <laughs> this is the fuck Batman trailer, dude. I've watched. I've watched Flash. I've watched uh, Legends of Tomorrow's and uh, Legends. Dude, I will go to bat for Legends any day of the fucking week. It's the best in the entire CW. Okay, uh, so, so you know the mood of like let's have fun and whimsy of Legends. One hundred percent opposite of that. Oh, ooh, then I might not be interested. It in is this. grim dark for the sake of grim dark, and there's aspects that I'm like, this is really good. I'm compelled and enjoying this, and others I'm like. This is the word. This is like watching Dallas, but in superhero uniforms. That, okay, yeah. <laughs> the first season, the only one I watched, ended significantly better than it started. It was the first. Like I watched most of the first season while sick, so you know that like I'm not moving from the couch. And if I wasn't, I don't think I would have gotten through because the first few episodes are just terrible. But oh. by the end, I like was starting to care. I've heard season two is uneven, but maybe well, so never... So season one, so. Yeah, but I've heard maybe never as bad as the lowest parts of season one. Oh, shit. Other than maybe, like, one episode that I heard was absolute dog shit, but... Watch Doom Patrol instead, really. Watch is... Doom Patrol instead! <laughs> Which I haven't watched either. Me neither. Uh, yeah. I keep meaning to. And Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn's great. And see, I know that has wrong punches in it, so I'm interested. I'm just, I'm interested. And Alan and, Tudyk. Oh, fuck yeah. He plays the Joker and Clayface. Uh, Doom Tudyk's always my favorite. <clears throat> I think it's referenced in Doom Patrol. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Which is amazing. Anyway. Okay. We got a Milestone revival. Do you know what Milestone is? No clue. Okay. Milestone was, I hate to say it this way, they were the black comic company in the early 90s. They yeah. They were a bunch of creators like Christopher Priest and Dennis Cowan and uh, there's a few others. The, the Reginald Hudland, if you were a big black creator 
In uh, the 80s and 90s in comics. Derek Dingle. Thank you. Uh, Michael Davis. Thank you. Michael Davis is the one I was forgetting. Several of them have become big uh, TV and movie creators as well. And Dwayne McDuffie. Dwayne McDuffie was the other good one. They came together and they were like, man, this shit is white as fuck. Also, I think it was Michael Davis who wrote a great fucking letter to the editor while as an editor giving Marvel shit for making every one of their black characters at the time a black kid with an attitude and a skateboard. Because, yeah. I mean, it was Rocket Racer was big at the time. Night Thrasher was big at the time. There are others. There's like six of them. And so he came up with a joke proposal of... It's like fucking radical negroid skateboard rangers or something. Oh, jeez. And he's like, have I made my point? <laughs> but they made this superhero universe where, like, it the rule wasn't every character has to be black, but primarily it was all... Most of them were black. There were a few Latino characters, and there was, like, one white dude. Definitely more of a lens It was the exact on, opposite. Yeah, it's... Of, this is awesome. I did not know this existed. I, now I'm excited to know the, that this just... The stuff that people remember out of it is Static Shock. Oh, really? Static was originally a Milestone character. Really? Which um, I'm only familiar with the... Uh, cartoon? The, the cartoon, yeah. Michael Davis, who created Static Shock, he had to, like, fend off stuff. They're like, hey... Can we make Static White? It's like, absolutely no. not. You can't. Um, God, it wouldn't even work at all. No, it'd be terrible. Um, the uh, Icon and Rocket, who were in season one of Young Justice, are the other big character, big-ish characters. Mm-hmm. Um, Icon was created as a black Superman who was raised, like, crash-landed in slavery time still. Oh, wow. But he's actually pretty conservative, and he was a kind of commentary on a lot of the, like, well-to-do, I'm too white to make commentary on this, but well-to-do black people who made it, who started ignoring, like, all of the racism still going on. And Rocket, who was kind of his Robin, was a girl from, I think, the Bronx, who was like, no, really, you need to focus on this shit if you're going to be a superhero. Like, Um... Both of them get new costumes in this film. Not crazy about it in either case, but it's fine. Milestone is awesome, and they originally announced this like five years ago, and for various reasons it got put off and put off and put off. I think there were some rights issues that had to get figured out. But if there is a time in the world where we need Milestone comics, now is it. Yeah, it's uh, it's all going to be coming soon. Most of the new content is going to be digital only. But it's also going to include being able to uh, republish some of the old original Milestone books. Speaking from experience, those are really hard to get your hands on. I imagine. Uh, hardware, which is one I've been wanting to read, is like 150 bucks. Hoofa! And I am not spending that on a comic book unless it's, you know, like 150 issues. Oh, 100 issues, but still. Uh, and I mean, it seems it pro- like... Holds its value, I assume. I'm sure, but... The main focus, of course, is going to be Static Shock, Icon, and Rocket. Although, uh, it seems... I mean, they keep mentioning the Dakotaverse in, as a whole. So, everything that they might have touched on is probably... The main city it. is called Dakota City, which is why Dakotaverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, the... Uh, God, it was like 10 to 15 years ago now, because I'm old... They uh, brought most of these characters into the DC universe and briefly tried to integrate them. And it was mildly successful. Static was really great, because Static is great wherever you put him. The others, it felt... 
Icon is too big a hero to not have him be involved. But he wasn't on the Justice League or anything, so it just felt weird. Uh, putting them in their own universe again is smart. Makes sense. So although it was announced years before the Shazam movie, we're finally getting some concept art on the Black Adam movie. But one All of the right, we got that super goofy commercial. But one of the things is they've confirmed that we're not only going to be getting Adam Smasher, but we're going to be getting a Hawkman, uh, a Doctor Fate. And that looked like Cyclone from the picture. Yes, and Cyclone to form a Justice Society for this movie. I love the Justice Society. They're a super underrated team. They're in my like top three DC superhero teams, I think. Um, so that's great. That actually makes me more interested in this than anything else. I don't dislike The Rock. I don't dislike Black Adam. Neither one of those super grabbed me. Yeah, that, I, I'm. I like The Rock. He. I mean, like... He makes good, goofy action Exactly, movies. and that's what I like him in. And, like, I've never... I've never been like, oh, God, I gotta go see that rock movie. But every time I see a rock movie, it's like, yeah, this is really good. And he's maybe the perfect casting for Black Adam. Only because he played the Scorpion King before. Like, let's be honest here. Well, okay. <laughs> but I like the Scorpion King. I will also say I, for the most part, enjoyed Shazam. I think it was a fairly... Mildly fun. Had a like I don't know any uh, Shazam books or anything, but I feel it was pretty fun and just like for DC adaptations that they've done in recent memory, pretty okay. Let superhero movies have fun, and that was really it. Um, I'm worried that it's uh, the the Black Adam is going to be so like we're not Shazam that they go like too over the top and we're a cool guy action movie. But who knows? I'm not thrilled about the movie. I'm not. I sound like I'm against it way more than I am. Like, cool, dude, whatever. I will say, knowing that The Rock's in it does make me more interested in the fact that I feel like it's going to be a little bit more comedy-centric, a little, at least more action comedy. Like, I have that in my brain, like, that feeling that it could be there. He has been trying to make this movie for, like, 15 years now at this point, too. Like Wilds. He's a giant fucking nerd. I mean, he's a former I, wrestler, so clearly. Of course. Yes. Like, uh, <clears throat> Oh, the two things that have me most worried. Dr. Fate's always iffy to include because it's a weird fucking character. He can be great or he can just be garbage. But the helmet always looks cool. The helmet always looks cool. I'm gonna love fucking seeing him on screen, that's for sure. But um, Hawkman always fucks up everything he's in. Mm. I will argue he was a lot of fun in Smallville when Daniel from Stargate SG-1 played him. Partly because that was fucking hilarious and that makes two characters he's made were based on Egypt, who was married to someone named Shaira. But he did suck balls in the Flash verse. Oh, yeah. he was fucking awful in Legends. cool, and I hated him so much. And I even hated Hot Girl, and I almost never hate Hot Girl. I hated her mostly because of the whole, like, uh... Oh, I miss Carter, and, like, he was terrible. Yeah, why did you miss him? <laughs> he was a jerk. Yeah, Hawkman we'll is wildly uneven. Like, when he works great, he's awesome, and when he doesn't, he's Legend Season 1. Yeah. Which is why I haven't watched the rest. I'm told it's better. I just don't want to watch oh. Season 1. Don't watch Season 1, <laughs> then just watch the rest of it. Uh, to go along with Black Adam, we have the official name for Shazam 2, which is Shazam Fury of the Gods. With the only little extra bit of news is that... Uh, 
comedian Sinbad that is one of the most famous examples of the Mandela effect where people already think he's in a movie called Shazam is going to be in Shazam 2. Well, that's just them fucking with people. Wait, what is this about Sinbad apparently being in some movie Shazam? There's People remember this movie that doesn't exist. Are they thinking of Shaquille O'Neal and Kazam? That's what I always assume. That's what I always assume as But people well. are like, no, Shazam was a movie. And they're like, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's. I mean, it is now. It is, yeah, but are they thinking of Jingle All the Way? Because Sinbad's in Jingle All the Way. Yeah. No, no, that's not Look it. Look this up sometime. It's bizarre. It's like... I, it it's, got to the point where College Humor made a parody about it. And it they is, released uh, I unreleased mean, footage of the movie. It Shazam. is similar to, like, Berenstein versus Bernstein Bears. Uh, yes, that, the, the Mandela Effect things of that nature are super interesting to me, so I definitely am going to look this up. Um, but, like... No, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. It's <laughs> like it's almost like you're trying to like uh, like make up like it would be easier to sell me on like making up like a, a second movie in like the Dante's Peak um, uh, um, uh, volcano type dynamic or Poseidon Adventure and uh, what was the other one that came out around the same time where they released basically two movies that are basically the same movie but they came out at the same time but. You could do that with just another movie, and I would be way more enticed to believe it. I think it was Volcano. When I was a little kid, we stopped in, like, Wallace, Idaho, and they were, we were like, what the fuck is going on in this town right now? And we found out after we left, because, I mean, we just, like, stopped by to, you know, on our way to Spokane, that they were filming, I think it was Volcano? Dante's Peak. Could have been, it was Dante's Peak? Yeah, that was, um... One of my best friends. Dante's Peak is more rural area, if yeah. I remember movie-wise, because I think Volcano has... That's the one with... Um, oh, shit, I'm blanking on his name. The guy from Men in Black. Um, Tommy Lee Jones? Yes, Tommy Lee Jones. Um, uh, and it's set in L.A., if I'm not mistaken. Okay, yeah. definitely not that one, then. But, yeah. And Which so, Dante's Peak has Pierce Brosnan yes. in it. It's unlikely, but there's a small chance that, like, seven-year-old me is wandering around in the background of fucking Dante's Peak somewhere. Well, I was going to say, um... Make my... it down to watch it. <laughs> One of my best friends growing up, he had a lot of family uh, in Idaho and some family in Wallace, and so I know some people that were in the background on some shots, but I think that some of those shots weren't used, but, like, they were there on the filming and, like, okay. in the the gymnasium when they're talking about the fucking volcano and shit, so, like... I've always liked stopping in Wallace when I drive to Spokane, because it's a very pretty town. Oh, God, no, I... I never stop. Always drive through. Or I always thought it was a pretty... I haven't been there in, like, 10, 15 years. But not knowing that it used to be known for sex workers and nothing but sex workers, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to stop in Wallace. I like it there. And Dad was like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I believe I believe it's known for now for uh, meth um, and police who will pull you over and hope to find weed. Yep. Oh, oh, sounds I mean, about right. I, well, yeah, um, especially that close to... Oof. Um, everybody I know who's, uh, getting pulled over in Idaho is pulled over in Wallace. Well. So. Keep that in mind, kids. Don't stop and move along at a average speed. <laughs> uh, with Shazam 2, though, of course, with production being put off by COVID, we'll see if those children are all actually adults by the time this movie comes Oh, out. God, the first one was already almost there. There's this need that I wish they didn't have... To age up Billy Batson a little bit. And you're like, oh no, he's like 
17 years old. No, he should be like 10. I love the idea of a fucking little kid. Yeah. Don't want a teen. Fuck a teen. Well, not literally, <laughs> figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, flash movie details. That's it's, still somehow happening. It's still somehow happening, but it seems like the whole plan is for it to be the official kickoff of the DC Universe multiverse, and it's supposed to be the one that's going to try to integrate things, and Batfleck is supposed to appear, as well as Keaton Bat. I heard that. It's basically taking the stuff that people liked about Crisis, but doing it with movies. Which, like, if they also get the Flash from the TW universe, then they could theoretically tie that in. I mean, him and Ezra met which in they, the it, Crisis. They do, so it was like, a good scene. Which, which, like, scene. which yeah. that always confused me, because where does that leave that? Does that down negate the rest of that universe with the rest of where they... Because basically they create one universe We now. We talked about that in the Crisis episode. They're like, there's one universe now. And then at the very end of the episode, they show, like, 15 new universes. Yes. Yeah, so yes. what... The fuck does that mean? No one knows. Okay, well, glad that, that now that I know no one knows, now I can see In it. classic comic I, book multiverse explanation, anytime someone tries, it's immediately well, overwritten. Everything we don't know about is tied to the now HBO Max shows, which at the time were still DC Universe shows, but have Doom been established Troll, to be Star their, Girl mm-hmm. to be their own universes. Star Girl's good. So since they didn't know whether they were going to live or die at the time, it could be argued that they were in the dark multiverse. Oh, Jesus Christ. And it could be argued that there is a multiverse, but that nobody's allowed to fucking change their universe ever again. They still exist. They're multiverses. They're all there, but nobody goes anywhere else. You're just living in your universe. So we're immediately going to Flashpoint. Exactly. Where (laughs) the entire point is breaking the multiverse. Um, As I said before, Flashpoint was a fine story. I swear to God, other Flash stories exist, and you can tell those stories instead? We've seen Flashpoint enough? This is like the fourth adaptation that I know of. Like, four more times would be nice, though. Oh, really? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. I mean, I'm happy to see more Batfuck. I I'm like Batfuck. I'm happy to see Michael Keaton Batman. Like, he's not even my favorite Batman, but there's something kind of fun about it, if they do it right. I Yeah, definitely, because he's... He's the Batman. He was my first movie Batman. Oh yeah. Sure. Um, and so mine was Val Kilmer of all things. Um, although definitely my mom probably showed me the Adam West Batman movie at one point, but my dumb brain was too small to remember it. It's okay. Um, it's, but like the movie's not very good. Um, right. It's amazing. I, I also <laughs> definitely recorded over it. To record. <laughs> my mom had a VHS copy of it that I recorded over to record a. Oh God, it's a animated cats movie that I can't remember the title of it but it's a, a, a movie musical about cats that is a generational thing that does not exist anymore <laughs> cats don't sing no but old VHS copies of stuff that you recorded off TV and my mom was pissed <laughs> yep <laughs> she's like why'd you record over this with this bullshit and I was like I try to record over the credits I recorded off the whole thing That's I right. fucked it up it happens uh I think everything else we actually have trailers for. Okay. Oh, sweet. So we're just going to run the trailers right now, and I'll try to make sure you guys can see, and then I'll decide whether I'm going to fucking edit it out later or not. Lots of it. Edit most of it out. (laughs) This is taking forever already. This is Gotham Knights. 
That was um, my first question on this. I, I think, think it's they t- I think they are supposed to have taken over the mantle. What? Um, uh, no, wait. They, didn't Rock City come back to do uh, Arkham Knight? Yeah. I don't fucking know, man. Or that's where Jason Todd comes back in Arkham Knight because he is the Arkham Knight. Spoilers to a game that came out years ago. And also, if you don't realize that by watching the trailer, you're dumb. Jason, you putz. I'm not a big Jason fan. Um, I don't know him enough to not like him. Most of what I know him from is the New 52 Red Hood uh, series he did, or that they did with him. And that's okay. Does, does Gordon what? die in the Arkham ones? Oh, I don't know. If he but did, I was going to say Knight. that this model is... The, the fucking character model they use for Bat... That's like a perfect Bruce Wayne. I fucking love that. That's it's very so good. good. And I love that there's a there's definitely a bit of Conroy in there. Oh, yeah. It kills me that Tim isn't in this. We see Damien, we see Nightwing, we see... What I read is that that is Tim. They're just using a closer-to-Damien outfit. But what I read is that that's Tim. Great. But they had Damien in the previous games. They had Tim in the previous games, too. So... But also, it's Batgirl with the newer version of her suit. Yeah, that's a much closer to the New 52 version of the suit. Or so the, I would assume it would probably be Damien. It's best not to think too closely. Like, well, according to this costume... Yeah, that makes sense. And what looks like a Red Hood gang? The... The Robin costume is weak. I love that new 52 Batgirl design. The one where it's actually like a coat and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's perfect. Plus, this one looks very similar, so I like it as well. Uh, Anyone else just... Just off put by the idea of shooting, playing a Batman who just shoots guns. Yeah, it feels weird for this. Like, give him his own game if you're gonna. I'm do not that. a. As I said, I'm not a big Jason Todd fan. Like, when it comes to the other Robins, they're so much more interesting. I like him as the Red Hood, and like a character to be used. But I don't ever want to have him be the main character. I like him as backup for other characters. Exactly. Yeah. Like there was a bit where Batgirl and. Jason Todd had to work together, and it was way more interesting than most Jason Todd stories. Although, I do like the dynamic that they did with the, the Red Hood uh, series with, uh, oh god, I'm completely blanking, Arsenal and, and uh, Starfire. And Starfire. Like, he, they, they, he's not really, I never felt like he was the lead in that, so it felt more of a group dynamic, and I feel like he works better there than ever as Solo. Yeah, Solo, he just gets angry. No one talks about them. Alright, so since I'm not sure how exactly I'm going to chop this all up yet, we did give a running commentary, but in case that all gets chopped out, depending on how it sounds, what you guys think, it's a new upcoming uh, Warner Brothers Montreal game. We don't know if it's Arkham or not. If they it's, they if it's did Arkham Origins. Yes, but we don't yeah. know if it's like in, in that, that continuity universe. of yes. universes. And if it is, I am in like Flynn. Um, if it's not, I'm still mildly interested. And it looks fun. Jason Todd is not. 
He's it, an asshole. And I don't, like, like seriously, the gunplay in it, it's very weird to me. Like, I don't want to play a Batman game where I'm I have guns. I'm not a big superhero with guns fan. I don't like the Punisher for the same reason. Oh, it's my least favorite um, thing about the Punisher is that he's just basically There Batman. are ways you can do it, but I don't know. I'm just not I, sold. I just don't like guns. Full stop. That's a me thing. Yeah, that's part of it. But, like, and there are other games that if I want to do, you know, big gun stuff, I'll go play Grand Theft Auto Cowboy. Or, or uh, fucking any of the hundred fucking... Wolfenstein. Shooters. Yeah. Um, Doom. Those, like, there's a, there's a way to do that that I'm interested in, and you can even tell a story about that that I'm interested in. I'll go find Gungrave on the PS2, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I'm down for some Halo now and then, but like yeah, I don't. I that's the that's the for me the, the biggest off-putting thing that is just like I'm not interested in playing Jason Todd in this game. I think the most interesting thing came at the end, and he, I mean the room even got quiet when it switched up the whole tone there for a second because oh, yeah. we got Court of Owls coming in. Yeah, I I will. I mean I'll fuck with that. Like oh, hell it'll be yeah. a lot of fun to get like ambushed by a fucking Talon when I'm swinging around Gotham. Like, Especially if they treat it somewhat like because within they have basically a fucking they show a score of talents. You could just treat it like um, uh, what they did with the uh, oh I'm forgetting the name of it but the Lord of the Rings game with their nemesis system. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. just like it's a nemesis system, but with talent. So it's just like you keep getting you you take one down and then they throw out another one at you and it's just like randomly popping up. That I'm in for. It's a good way of doing like boss like one of the weaknesses I thought of the Arkham games. It's not a huge weakness, but it pulled me out a little bit. Is you would have the horde of like. Dumbass street thugs that you just beat the crap out of, the the Two-Faced Minions or the Joker Minions or whatever. But then there would randomly be one, like, roided-up, super-powered, hard-to-take-out guy that Batman had, like, nothing against unless you used one specific combination. And one, I just... Those were annoying to me. And two, it just brought me out that, like, there was the this many people... That was that hard for Batman to beat, but if you made them the Talons, I could see it more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see. I'm I'm definitely interested. Um, I I've sworn off pre-ordering games personally. I never will do it again um, because of Batman Origins. Actually, um, I pre-ordered it. I was jazzed as shit, and I was fucking like, oh yeah, I'm gonna play the crap out of this. I hung out with friends that night, and I spent like three hours trying to beat the tutorial. Uh, I got real like I just missed some information and then had to Google how to beat it and it's just like so I also have that apprehension. There's some really kind of predatory stuff about pre-orders like for for both creators and people who ingest. All right, so next up, Ooh. this one I haven't seen. Oh, so this is gonna be extra fun. Uh, there's actually two Suicide Squad videos we'll oh. go through real quick that are both pretty short. This first one's the roll call. You know the deal. Okay, so I'm not crazy big John Cena fan in the first place. Cena? Cena is how I've heard John yep, Cena, Cena fan. Uh, but him as Peacemaker is amazing. I've always kind of loved Peacemaker for his like ridiculous costume, and then owning that costume is perfect. I am legit excited as all get out for this. If I didn't know the character, I knew the person playing it, and then I was like, okay, fuck yeah, 
I mean, some of these I didn't know the character. Um, like, who the fuck is Blackguard? I know he dies. Before we go any fucking further, I just need to say this first and foremost. Holy shit, the hot, hot fashions. I am, yeah. I am in for the fucking costume design on this. It is a beautiful mix of, like, the classic superhero look while still having those slight updates to make it so it doesn't look completely out. But With, like, like, a level of groundedness to him. Um, Polka Dot Man is his name, right? Or whatever his name is? Yeah, yeah. Fucking love the look of that. Plus Harley Quinn's new outfit it is, is just gorgeous. Fire. It is. Mm. Peter Capaldi is amazing as the thinker. I mean, I don't know if he's amazing, but Peter Capaldi's amazing <laughs> and he <laughs> looks good. Pete it, Davidson. Yeah. Um, so here I'll I'll, do, I'll go through the cast. Sorry, we're, we're excited. I, this is. Oh <laughs> no, no, this is something to be excited about. I've been super excited since watching it yesterday, like four times. But we've been wondering who all these fucking people would be playing for like months now. So. Idris Elba's Bloodsport. Do not know who that is. I love that. But also, fuck yeah, he's great. Every literally, we've never seen him in anything bad. No, can't, can't think of one bad thing. Uh, Michael Rooker is savant. We knew he was going to be in here somewhere. And he's a gun fan, and or, it's James. Yeah, James yeah. Gunn. He's like, do I want to make Guardians three? Because I can't have Michael Rooker. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, Peter Capaldi is thinker. Fuck yeah. Yes. Nathan Fillion is TDK. I don't know who that is. So, from what I've read is TDK is supposed to be the detachable kid. If you look at the logo that flashes on screen for a second, he would be Arm Fall Off Boy. Oh my god! (laughs) Yes! I love everything about this movie and it's not come out. Uh, Pete Davidson is Blackguard. Unfamiliar with the character, but love Pete Davidson. He's funny. He's pretty funny. Uh, David Dasmalchin as Polka Dot Man. Uh, I like him. I don't. I'm not like familiar with him by name, but I recognize the actor. Like I'm pretty sure he's in Gotham or something. He's in uh, the latest Ant Man's. He's, he's the buddy that's not Ti and isn't <laughs> uh, Michael <laughs> Pena. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I recognize him from a bunch of stuff, and I like him in stuff I've seen him in. So I'm in, and like that that character. Super fucking interesting character. I'm gonna love watching these people die. Like they're. Oh, super, yeah. I oh. love that they picked the goofiest ones to know they, they're gonna explode. Dude, there are so many fucking characters in this. That I guarantee it. At least two thirds of them are dead. Yeah. So, it's always been a weakness of Suicide Squad if you don't give a bunch of disposable characters. Uh, Daniela Melchior as Ratcatcher. Uh, <laughs> Batman villain. Ratcatcher. Yeah. That's her entire shtick. I just realized I've never said this guy's last name out loud, so I might fuck this up, but Steve Ag, Like he? Oh, Steve Ag. Ag, Stand-up comedian Steve... Steve Agee's in this shit? Who's he playing? He's voicing King Shark. Oh, dude. And I will say in the trailer for this roll call, uh, when you when you see him just like King Shark wave to you, he's like, oh, I got real excited about I it. I love that Harley Quinn has turned King Shark into this like kind of like nice, goofy intellectual, because before he was just a shark that got mutated into a human... And when people are like, what's your deal? He goes, King Shark is a shark! And then, like, bites them. <laughs> and that was perfect, too. I have zero complaints about uh, this. I always hear for King Shark. It, like, villain, pseudo, bad Don't guy, care. but also doing just, good. Just, I'm here. <laughs> I like it. Uh, John Cena's Peacemaker. That's so good. Yeah, and, like, he's he can, and he surprises me a lot of the time with just, like... You couldn't see him. It's a... I'm not even a big John Cena fan. It's just a Cena thing. Don't yeah. worry about it. Uh, uh, Mailing Ng as Mongal. That one surprised me. I think it's still pronounced Mongol, and they just changed it because... Well, I wasn't going to... Yeah. Um, 
We're gonna so have a girl mongol. Must be mongal. Mongal. Uh, Flula Borg is javelin. That's fun. He's he's always funny. Uh, Sean Gunn is Weasel. I yes. didn't think his special effects looked as good as the others, but that could easily change. And, and so. that's all. Yeah, that, I feel like that's all. This is all early shit. Oh yeah, they're uh, still in development, right? Or yeah, in, uh, they're filming right now. I think they're still filming. Yeah, which I'm not means positive on that, but I think if, so. if they're doing, they might be doing reshoots or anything like that, which still means they're probably like in post production, just starting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Juan Diego Bato is Luna. Don't know who it is, but great. Storm Reed is Tyla. Alice Braga as Solsoria. I believe she is from the original Suicide Squad series, and she ends up being one of the female Furies from the New Gods. Gets real weird and dark. Interesting. So there's one other we, one other person we don't know about in the cast, but it's unknown how big of a role he has. It might just be like a 10-second cameo, but Taika's supposed to be in it, too. Oh, yeah. Taika Waititi's in this? I saw that somewhere, which, fuck yeah, Taika Waititi, That's I am... A, just let James Gunn and Taika Waititi make whatever superhero movies they want, as I mean, far as I'm concerned. For the end of time. I mean, yeah, between, just, between James Gunn, between their just back catalog of everything they've done, like, I've, I love everything James Gunn's done. Like, even his weird shit that's, like, super fucking weird. Like, super... The trauma sh- stuff? Trauma stuff is so good, and super is so fun. With Rain Wilson and Ellen Page, if you haven't seen it, it's... So good, um, but like Taiko TD too. They're just like killing it. I'm just give them carte blanche to do what they're doing. They're creative, joyful, create. Even when they do weird, dark shit, they're so clearly everyone is having fun doing the project. Uh, so that roll call was mostly just like still images of all the characters. They did also put out a sneak peek. That's like a little more of like a two minute behind the scenes. Nothing's finished in it, but it does give a lot better idea of some of the action and a little bit more of the animation on Weasel. So we'll watch that real quick too. Here we go. I do like the number of characters that returned from the previous movie. I love that they're still letting Margot Robbie play Harley Quinn. She's kills it in the role. The problem with the first movie was never really the actors. Yeah, I feel it was more so they were very much crippled by having to basically set up basically like a dark Justice League type fucking... Like it's, it's all over the place. It it's, had a lot of flaws and it was... as Yeah. Who even directed that? Uh, the guy who did Bright. Yikes. Yeah. And it sounds like it, people kept like poking and interfering and stuff like that too. Uh, but Viola Davis is the perfect, perfect. Oh, uh, Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller, thank you. Who I love. Ooh, before we go to this one, if we're gonna watch the Suicide Game trailer, let's do that. Oh, and yeah. I didn't actually watch that trailer. Yeah, let uh, me pull that I, up real quick. Let's do that because also seeing Captain Boomerang in the last one was like. I'm kind of interested in this weird new ability he has in this game. Today. Captain Boomerang is a professional piece of shit. Like, that's kind of his thing. Most of the villains are usually portrayed as, like, there's a good side to him. Boomer don't have that. Boomer just sucks. Uh, that makes sense, then. I really didn't care for that character in the first one. You are not supposed to. He's supposed to be the scumbag. Makes sense, then. All right, so there's also the Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. Video this is game. long news, guys. We which, know this one is by Rocksteady. This one is by the Arkham people. Mm-hmm. Which, but 
not necessarily in the Arkham universe, or is it? I don't no know. No idea. Let's watch for now and go from there. I just want Arkham games. Yeah, me too. So I have two comments here. One, I am so bored with evil Superman. Yeah, I, I feel like that's going to be the intro-level villain you fight. I feel like it's going to be Brainiac is going to be the big uh, villain in the end who's, like, controlling all of them. Um, and he's going to be, the, like, your tutorial-level big bad. Superman has been taken over. I know. I just... We already got it in Injustice, and we've gotten it in several comic stories. Almost any time they're telling a Superman story outside of comic books anymore, it feels like they're like... What if Superman went evil? No one's ever told that story before. I'm very, very interested in this game. It feels like, it feels like basically like Insomniac Games. Um, oh, what was it? Sunset Overdrive, like with uh, the like kind yeah. of like weird city free running, but with like superpowers. And I'm very much here for that. Um, uh, and also, I'm just. For some superhero video games, I like them. Yeah, again, it kind of relates to what you're saying about Red Hood. I have some critiques of every character uses a gun in this one. Uh, yeah, you have Boomerang. Why the fuck is he using a gun? I just want to throw bomb boomerangs. I do. I will say with this, the consistency of like everybody using a gun makes it more approachable to me. And they're all villains, so it's more approachable from like or like the villains thing bothers me less. I just my one worry is that the characters are going to feel too similar to each other oh, since like, they're all them. fucking gun users. That's gonna be the case. They're gonna be basically the core same model with some basic animation differences. Is gonna probably be my guess. Rocksteady's still gonna get to stomp around me. this fucking King Shark. Uh, hell yeah, and then also fucking Boomerang looks so fun to just... Yeah, uh, and actually they used a weird pull from the comic books because it showed him having like a quick burst of super speed it looked like. Yeah. That comes from Boomer's son who also became Captain Boomerang later after original shitty Boomer died who he had... With an, uh, when Boomer had an affair with, I want to say, Captain Cold's sister, who was a super speedster. He doesn't have full-on super speed. He just has a quick blip. He can do, like, one second of super speed. In, like a dash. Yes. And actually, he was almost made the Flash recently, and then they fired Dan Didio and quickly scrapped that project. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. Yeah, no, I... Look, between this and Gotham Knights, I'm probably going to play this first. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. This it looks better. More interesting to me. But also maybe I'll feel different once they actually get closer to coming out and we see more from them. Yeah, this is all definitely... Between uh, it and the movie, I'm more excited for the movie, though. Oh, yes. for sure. If we're ranking out all of that, I'd want the movie. Um, sure. Although, I admit, my own thing here, none of these fucking games come out for the Switch. And it's the only system I own, so... Yeah, I, well, also I feel like with the new console generation, I feel like this is all going to be next-gen, and I feel like the Xbox, whatever they're doing... They're making it more PC-centric, too, so, like, you might be able to do that. PS5 is probably going to win for me, so I get Spider-Man. Yeah, that's a very good point. Anyways. Uh, we have a Snyder Cut trailer. Yay! I don't give a fuck. We're going to watch it anyways. Okay. That's the second time 
Zack Snyder has used Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah in a trailer for a superhero movie he's made. He really likes this song. Apparently. Yeah. I just, it feels so lazy to I, me. It's... I never get the tone of any of these movies. Like, I don't get what they're... Who is this movie for? It's for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it looks better than Whedon's one. I was going to say, it looks more definitively Zack Snyder. I think the trailer itself is kind of hot garbage. I mean, calling things garbage today. We like things. I'm just going to insult all of them. But it, the movie looks more interesting. I just think it's like the pacing of that trailer was real weird. Uh, I feel like for me, the pacing of the trailer is like it's the song. Yeah. And I feel like the song's the, my big issue with it for, like, it doesn't match any of it, it feels to me. But that said, I'm I'm just so fucking over that, that Justice League story. Ooh, ooh. You know, this made me go, man, I actually think this, like, the the cast is good. Yeah. I, I could see it fucking working. I don't see it working here still, which is a bummer. Uh... I like the Justice League. I want, I so want to like this. I I'm would not... love if they did a Justice League movie that wasn't this story. Like, I feel like they've adapted this, uh, this Doomsday Justice League. Several times. Several times. Enough that I, like, not, not in a live action sense, like, at this scale, but could they have done anything else? There's got to be better Justice League stories to tell, yes? There's many great Justice I think the biggest failure they made was let's start with, I mean, let's start with, like, all of them together and then go off to their own adventures. Kind of the anti-Marvel movie. Which, I understand the idea of that approach. Just like, well, But it doesn't work because there's so many, so many things happening in that movie that you don't have any time to breathe. Yeah. You need... By the time we saw Avengers, we already knew who Thor was, despite it being a bad movie. We already knew who Hulk was. We knew who Cap was. Wait, is Thor a bad movie? It's pretty I mean, but pointless. Natalie Portman's uh, characterization of just immediately falling in love with this super hunky dude is always troubling to me. And she then immediately just becomes not a scientist who's got like fucking degrees and shit to just be like a love struck. Other than that, I really enjoy that movie. That I kind of get it because it's Chris Hemsworth. I get it, too. I would fucking... <laughs> <laughs> I get it. But also... Yeah. It's okay. It's not a bad movie. And I also mentioned Incredible Hulk and threw less shade at that, which is just unfair. If we're going to throw shades at any Thor movie, though, it should be Thor 2. Yes. I just... The first two are both pretty but pointless. There's... Like, yay, it's Thor. Is there a plot? Not really. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Especially after Ragnarok, the first two, I just don't ever need to see him again. I think, <laughs> like, if, if once Anthony Hopkins dies, I'll probably rewatch him. Uh, but I'll probably rewatch all of his things. Yeah, that's a good call. I want to rewatch Zorro for that. Fuck yeah! Oh hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> hell yeah! I forgot about Zorro. That's so good. Uh, so so that we're not ending with the dark gritty one. We're, We're gonna, gonna end with the dark gritty one. No, no, no. I'll. I still have one after this. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh, okay, this is the but longest fucking news session we have ever done. If fucking fandom happened, dude. Okay. Fandom. Fandom. Um, you know, fandom. The the thing everybody loves. But we have the first uh, <laughs> R. Pat Bat teaser. 
So I'm in for this mostly just because of what I've heard of him like we have about been, his experience filming it. But we have I've been watched, so fascinated about this movie from the very first bit of news. But also, um, I'm 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 over um, uh, Frank Miller Batman. Yeah. It appeals to me more than most Batman things have in a while. I mean, I'm more interested in this than I have been in the Batman, the the Affleck Batman that they were proposing. Yeah. It, it did say that a major inspiration for this is a comic called Batman Ego from Darwin Cook, which is a very, very good Batman story that's not utterly Frank Miller. Are, so They're setting up the big bad of that to be the Riddler. I'm getting that right. Um, I think it's Penguin. I mean, Penguin's going to be Penguin's in it. it. Oh, okay. And it looks like there's a Catwoman of some sort. Yeah, um, Zoe Kravitz. That part's going to be ooh, sweet. Fuck yeah, that's definitely <laughs> interesting in that. Um, I could see Riddler. Yeah, I feel I like the, the Riddler, with the, so. the no more lies and like truth being the opposite of lies and all that and the question marks and all that. I, I feel like it's they're setting up the Riddler. But like, like a serial killer Riddler, which I'm less into. But. Well, well, that's the thing, like... Is is serial killer Riddler who we saw wrapped in the bandages? Is this going to lead into Hush? And that, I don't know. Um, I'm very over dark DC movies, though. I like that's the thing I remember and loved the most about Shazam was how fun and semi light it was for the most part. Um, I would love to see. I need a Schumacher. I need. I need an Adam West Batman. <laughs> I need a palate cleanser of something unserious in the Batman and live-action franchise. Have you watched Birds of Prey yet? Um, yeah, it's very fun. This has been loved it. I'm more excited than you are. That's fine. People have different opinions. It has been a long time since I've been excited for a Batman media property that isn't, like, Nightwing. So I'm bring it on. I, I will say the mo- thing I'm most excited for is Robert Pattinson. In all honesty... He gets a lot of shit for having been in the Twilight movies. Yeah, but he hated being in Twilight, too. Yeah, but also, yeah, he fucking, he, like, yeah, I get that. It's like what we were talking but about. He's with amazing the, now. He's amazing. Good Times is so good. If the Lighthouse have, is supposed to be terrifying. The Lighthouse is. Oh. I haven't seen it yet. I want to. Oh, but like, <laughs> And, like, his approach that I hear he brings to this role of, like, I'm not going to fucking spend my quarantine working out so that you can, it's like, yeah, I'm in for that. You sound like an interesting guy on top of it. Um, well, so he had made enough money that he kind of swore off big-name movies, and then they just like, I want to be Batman. So, like, this isn't, we'll give you $100 million. This is, I want to do this. Yeah. Well, he looks really good in that suit. Yeah, he does. I do like him as kind of the younger, like, up-and-coming Bruce Wayne. I'm unsold on the black eyes. I love that they finally did it. Because you see it in, like, the Keaton bat, and then no, he no, no, takes no, off the not thing. the, like... Uh, I, I like it when he takes off the like mask the and the, like, paint underneath. Yes, yeah. that part looks good, but, like, when you actually see the face when he's first walking in, and you can't see his oh, I get eyes at saying. all... Oh, okay. That throws me. I, I'm just, like, looking for where his eyeballs should be. I didn't notice it enough to be thrown by it, but with then again... Daredevil, I love it. With Batman, it looks wrong to me. I don't even know why. Interesting. Because Daredevil's blind. That's why. This feels kind of Daredevil-y, it which does. isn't a bad thing. Because Daredevil was, oh, fuck, yeah. that first season, the third season. 
Very good. Aspects of the second season. <laughs> the Kingpin takes over prison episode of the second season. And every scene the Punisher is in. Because it's the most he, human Punisher of I all mean, time. I he, mean, he is the best part. That is the best, my favorite iteration. Well, second favorite iteration of the Punisher behind uh, the animated uh, Spider-Man series. <laughs> and then on the other side, there was Elektra. But instead, let's talk about Wonder Woman. We got another trailer for Wonder Woman 84. And that way we can end on nice and happy rather than gritty Batman kicking the shit out of that thug. Uh, oh, yeah, that is that was too far for me. Oh, yeah, no, uh, that was also my other problem with that is, like, I don't I, I don't need him to be dead. Unhinged. <laughs> and unhinged. He's got all those wonderful toys. I'm in for Kristen Wiig. I... <laughs> I'm in for Kristen Wiig. Yeah. I have such a wide variety of feelings about it because it's either going to be so cheesy that it'll just break me or I'm just going to have a fucking hell of a time the oh. whole time watching it's it. It's either going to be so cheesy that it breaks me or it's going to be a cheese fondue I'm going to gobble up. Right, exactly that. My biggest question, why the shit would you let someone who has never flown anything more complicated than a biplane... Pilot, whatever fucking 1984 Black Hawk bomber thing that they were in in that. I don't know. I have, <laughs> I, I have a different question, though. And it is the right of, like, the lassoing lightning. Is that a thing in Wonder Woman? Because that is super fucking visually cool, and I love that in this trailer. See, if you don't like it, if I remember... The, the lassoing lightning? The, uh, no, I, I like... I don't mind the lassoing lightning. I just don't like how the lasso in general looks on screen. Okay, uh, that's... Uh, yeah. um, and that's a different thing. But I'm really into this concept, and does it exist in any... Not episode? that I'm aware of. I can't think of seeing it anywhere else. But it's such a good, like, Greek myth kind of yeah. feel exactly. to it. Like, it feels so right to me that I'm just like, I don't care. It feels very mythological. I want more of the Greek myth that the first movie didn't quite land right. Like, their Ares felt fucky. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm also secondly in for Mando. Yeah, Mando playing skeezy Maxwell Lord. Mm Mm-hmm. Who's this? What is this? What? Okay, the the super rich guy there, the people of the world, I'm here to oh, save you. Th- thank you. I was going to ask on this. I didn't quite get this the first time I watched the, the trailer. The character he's playing is named Maxwell Lord, who is famous from Justice League International for being a kind of businessman that, like, basically takes over the Justice League. And he's kind of like a used car salesman skis, but he's got a good heart. Uh-huh. He's been turned just straight into a villain. And he's being played by Pedro Pascal, who played... The Mando. Ah, uh, okay, yes. So the Mando is playing an '80s like stockbroker, rich guy, shitlord, okay. <laughs> and it's amazing. Yeah. It's just so weird. Yeah, give me more Pedro Pascal wherever I can get him. Part of me misses Maxwell Lord, not being like being a douche, but not necessarily being a villain, not being a bad guy. But I don't think much of billionaires anymore, so... I only think one thing about billionaires, and it's that we should literally eat them. (laughs) Yum. Yum. I said that when we started this podcast, we weren't going to talk politics, and it lasted literally no time at all. Oh, that's not politics. That's just common sense. (laughs) Do we have any other news here? No, that's 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 all okay. of my fandom. Dude, we just had the longest news session we've ever had let's, on this show. Let's take a quick break, and then for some reason we're going to keep going into another part of this episode still with Detective Pikachu. Fuck yeah. Mm.
So even more than Pokemon, the first movie, nothing about this movie should work. Like when we first, CC pointed this out, when they first announced Detective Pikachu, the movie was being made, we thought they were kidding. I, when I heard it was first, you know, I was like, <laughs> what the fuck's Detective Pikachu? And then Ryan Reynolds, I'm like, what? But <laughs> and I was like, oh, ticket sold. Yeah. Uh, I remember, if you ever get a chance, find it. They uh, Because Detective Pikachu was an actual video game that they made. Like, made For the, 3DS or something? DS or 3DS, that kind of era. There's a Japanese trailer for it. And it's Detective Pikachu wandering around in, like, a hard-broiled, like, detective. But they've got a deep-voiced Japanese man doing all this. I was like, I'm not going to try to do it because I'll sound yeah. really racist. But, uh, <laughs> you know. Thank you. I appreciate this. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was loosely familiar with the, uh, the game originally. But, like, only because of that trailer. Because it just blew up because it's fucking hilarious <laughs> to see a Pikachu... Speaking as though he's a gruff, old, hard-boiled, noir detective. Um, and so I'm in for that, but, like, I had to, like, rack my brain to remember that that existed to contextually... Re- Wait, you're turning that into a movie? Um, but, yeah, no, I think it, they did. I think with me, I just heard the name of the game once. I didn't... I never saw that. I'll have to look it up it's myself for a funny, little bit. Man. But, um, then I just remember seeing the first trailer, and I was like, oh, shit, okay... That looks better than I thought it ever should. So maybe did, I'll check it out soon. We did not deserve this cast. The, we did not deserve, like, this the, This cast could have phoned this shit in. And instead, we have Bill Nye just... Bill nye it through everything. Oh, Bill Nye. We, we, we did not deserve this movie, but we got it anyways for some reason. It also... I was just very apprehensive about it looking bad. And it really satisfies, for the most part. Like, there's only, like, one or two shots where it's just like, oh, that that's maybe, like, a rush shot or something. or like. But for the most part, it always looks good. And if it's, like, if I don't think something looks good, it's uh, a personal aesthetic choice, not a that-was-done-poorly choice. So, I, yeah, it, like, this movie is... A lot better than it needed it's to be. It's super fun. Uh, Plot-wise, nonsensical. non Almost non-existent. Uh, but I do not give a flying fuck about that. Yes, and like I will say some of like Pokemon lore, I don't know it as deeply enough to know if any of this is real, but some of those shit with like, oh, and Mewtwo, he does this now. And it's like, okay, cool. cool. I just, sure. I, I just rolled with it. I didn't question it until after, like, way after the fact. I was like, hey, wait, can Mewtwo actually do that? And then I realized he's fucking Mewtwo. He's supposed to be able to strong. He's Mexican powers. Yeah. Yeah. He's Mewtwo. Fuck. Yeah. I'm just kind of over here shaking my head, which people can obviously see as they're listening to this. But I... It... There was. A, I wish that they would have tried for maybe some practical effects here and there with some of the Pokemon that weren't doing much of anything. Oh, not anyway. at all. Just hundred percent CGI. Yeah, they they went full on paint on that. Um, and I I agree with you entirely in that I am a a massive lover of practical effects. It looks better. It, it always looks And if you even if you make an attempt at it, it always makes your CG look better by comparison because it gives your visual effects artist more to work on and then subsequently just everything's more cohesive. It gives your actors more to work with too when it actually looks like something's happening as opposed to like 
There's a tennis ball hanging there. Look at that. Right. That being said, I didn't notice too many moments where people didn't look like they were actually not no, interacting. They, oh, they yeah, did well. well. Yeah. I, think, um, I think I might have saw like one broken eye line, but... CGI, you know, it happens. Like, as I agree with you on practical effects, but honestly, the effects were my favorite part of this because it is everything I wanted since I was fucking seven years old and Pokemon came out of, let's see what a world of Pokemon would really look like. This is what I pretend when I'm playing Pokemon Go. Oh, of course. This is this is fantasy realized for me since I was fucking I don't small know small child small child I don't remember when I first started watching Pokemon but it was when it first started airing in the U S I, I watched grade. it in its original uh, U S syndication um, so fucking third grade fourth grade something yeah um, I <laughs> I uh, this was a weird one in some ways on, on those levels for me because when I was watching it at first I was like see this is exactly why it would be fucking terrifying to live in a world with Pokemon no it's the around. strongest argument I've ever heard for you don't actually want to live in the world of Pokemon but then at the same time some of those Pokemon even when they got loose and were frenzied I was like oh they're kind of pushovers maybe Pokemon are just the biggest pansies on earth except for Cubone who fucking makes like explosions with his bone ring yeah Cubone that was some if I have any problems with it, it's like some con like some inconsistencies with Pokemon either scale or like power dynamics. But I feel like they kind of address that within the context of like they have experimental Pokemon and they've been experimenting on them. <laughs> so yeah, like I don't really care all that much. But like there was a few points where I was like, that seems kind of weird, or that kind of negates the other thing you mentioned there, but. But I'm like, oh, so if you can just, like, hang on to a Charizard's tail. But also, fuck me, that goddamn growl is so goddamn cute. <laughs> also, that Charizard, dead. Like, that is a whole bunch of water that went out, and they're like, nope, the tail's fine, don't worry about it. Oh, no, he, he, he balled up around it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's not dead, guys. He's not dead. Pokemon don't die. No, they Except do die. Pokemon die. Because then they become ghost Pokemon. Which is a whole I was let down thing. by how Gengar looked. Yeah, I... Yeah, that was interesting. I wanted more to that. Okay, if we're going to get into the, the the disappointing Pokemon type things, we got to talk about Mr. Mime. Mr. Mime's uh, generally talked about as being very unsettling, um, and I will not disagree with that, but I like that because Mr. Mime, to me, is the creepiest Pokemon. With the possible exception of Mr. Rhyme, Mr. Mime's evolution. Yes. Um, but, like, in general... I like that that it is a creepy Pokemon, so it works for me. Mr. Mime's part in this is one of my favorite. I fucking lost it at yes. the very end of that song. I historically it was hate so Mr. Dark, Mime, but it's but... so... Is he dead? Like, he, Mr. Mime clearly seems to be actively affected by, like, what he's miming and thinks happens. Um, and, like, <laughs> in, in the lore of them, they're so committed to uh, Panamime that, like... He doesn't break kayfabe. He might have pantomime burned to death in he, that. Like, we do not know. <laughs> the theoretical possibility is that he did that until the point that he's been dead so long that he forgot that he's not dead and then he's alive again, but that's just that's me uh, doing a super mega happy fun time ending for that for my own brain. <laughs> As opposed to us going straight Quentin Tarantino with it. Yeah, I always want the super mega happy fun time ending. Um, this movie was surprisingly not afraid to bring in the weird dark parts of the universe, though. No, like, not at all. Way to be wearing your you dead relative's skull. skull. You didn't pull it off. <laughs> like, I, have we 
what else has that kid been in? The, I say kid. He's, I mean, he's younger than me, but he's uh, the main guy. Yeah, Justice Justice Smith. Smith. Um, I had to look this up. I Fallen Kingdom. Jurassic World. I haven't the seen second it, the one. second one. Oh, which, like, I don't know him in it. Yeah. Oh, wait, now I do. He's, like, the, the, the... He's, like, I recognize him in it as, like, one character who's, like, the nerd gay who's there to do some computer work or something. Oh, shit, he was in Paper Towns? I've watched... Yeah, yeah, I have an interesting story of how I watch that. Anyway, he's he's in a couple of YA stuff uh, adaptation, which is how my partner recognized him, and I was like, yeah, it explains oh. that how he ended up in this kind of YA Pokemon movie. Um, I liked him. I liked him a lot more than I was expecting to like him because usually it's the human character sucks, especially when they set him up as just like I I gave up on my Pokemon dreams and now I'm just a I'm a accountant and I was like ah, I'm just not gonna like this character probably, um, and no I did I, he did a great job with it and I'm very in for this Tim character that they build out. I like that they that he's a biracial character and it's never even a thing. It doesn't even have to be mentioned. It just happens it just exists yes i will say that i did i did at the end when they reveal who his father is it was like wait okay so his you look nothing alike you look nothing alike and i also feel like you're too close in age also um, the father being restored just just sort of jumping to the end a little bit was my least favorite part of the movie anyway yes i do kind of like the idea of him being Pikachu now? <laughs> oh, that just too. being dead? Just being dead. I do like... I. Fuck me, I want finality and, and death in movies. It's my least favorite thing when you kill a character and then just like... Good <laughs> thing you're excited psych. Suicide Squad. Uh. <laughs> um, it's just like... It, anytime you use it to just raise stakes, it's, okay. it's bad narrative. I will, I will super grant that the two characters look nothing alike, but it was kind of nice to have a, a biracial character in fiction where that didn't have to be like... The main plot point yes. about it was that they were biracial. Story-wise, I literally never thought about it. I never cared about it, and I had no problem with it, and I love it. But, like, it, the only time I ever thought about it, like, you don't seem like you two should be characters, <laughs> uh, should be related, is when they do do a reveal of, like, this is this person's Oh, but no, they father. put some gray in Ryan Reynolds' hair, so obviously it's fine now. Yeah, he's... <laughs> <laughs> I think I did the math, and they're like, it's like... 15 to 18 years difference in age between Joseph so Smith and Ryan real fucking fast. Which, like, also then comes into some discrepancies with, like, the photo of the mom they show is fairly old, so, like, they don't necessarily how, get into the description. How old is Justice supposed to be in this? He's supposed to be 21, 22, if I'm not mistaken. He's a full-ass adult, living a full-ass adult life. <laughs> Um, which is the weird thing, because they also, like, make it feel like he's supposed to be young. I can't, yeah. Like, sometimes yeah. he felt, like, mid-twenties, and sometimes he felt about sixteen. Yeah, it, like, I feel like because of the, his, like, the, the dynamic of him having to move away from his father and his mom dying uh, sets him up to be a character who's supposed to be, like, had to grow up fast, but also has, like, weird... Kitty things. Kitty things about well, him. Well, and the, the crush is very... Teenager. The whole thing, they read as teenagers. Yes. Yeah, very much so. Um, and they both did great. I enjoyed them. I'm not... It. This is, It's where we were talking about. This movie, as much as fun as it is, is an absolute mess of a movie. It's just so much... It's so enjoyable that you don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Who plays the crush, the, the reporter lady? Oh, it should have a name. Catherine Newton. 
which she was on the Little Women TV series from a couple years ago. There was a Little Women TV series? Uh, yeah, she was Amy March in three episodes. Yes. I and could see her playing Amy. That's there's fun. a couple adaptations of that as a TV series. I just found out there's apparently an anime adaptation of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen the movie. Like, the, the one, and yeah. I've read the books. I was actually a big Little Women fan um, when I was like 10. I'm a weird kid. My partner's a fan of the story, so I'm just like, hey, do you want to watch this anime adaptation of this movie? <laughs> She's like, I absolutely don't but yes. Uh, no, she actually, she's just like, okay, yeah, let's do that. Uh, no, she's also in uh, Big Little Lies. Nice. That, uh, I hear, is very good. I have not watched I've it I've not seen it, and it's one of the, there's, there's like the three of them that always gets confused. Like, there's the Big Little Lies, uh, fucking fires everywhere or whatever. They all have really similar names, anyway. Oh, yeah, with... And then, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't watch good Pretty things. Little Liars. Big, <laughs> pretty Little, what is it, like, Pretty Little Liars, Big Little Lies, and some Little Fires. Everywhere. I mostly watch genre fiction, so I'm in the same <laughs> boat as you there. Um, that's just my excuse whenever someone brings up something good that I haven't seen. Oh, sorry, I don't watch good things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that was, she was the weirdest inclusion in this movie, in my opinion, just because they did treat the romance super high schooly. Also, they I felt so young. I felt like she was acting as though she was intent. Like she, the first when she first read this script, she was the main character. Um, <laughs> actually, I would have followed that. Like, like I would be wicked in for her. It's just like a, a like do a spinoff with her, just doing some hard boiled news reporting of whatever. They announced Pokemon. the sequel. If they spun that around where she was the main character and he was like her backup now that he's a little more well adjusted, or just make him like the fucking detective agency's accountant and just doing his own business now, and <laughs> she's just off doing some hard boiled detective uh, Wait, could news we reporting. Make Psyduck the more well adjusted one because. That shit was annoying too. You didn't like. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Psyduck uh, bossing around Pikachu the entire time. <laughs> I thought it was a funny bit, but I will say it. The the Psyduck uh, only being able to Psyduck say Psyduck got really grating for me quickly. But that's just a bit that gets grating for me. Um, what threw me? The, the bit is funny. But it turns into like a legitimate question of why the fuck would anyone own a Psyduck? That also yeah, brought me that's to what I started thinking. That was like you, Psyduck. Brought me to bigger questions of just like in general, like like in this world, I guess Pokemon know every move they can possibly know. They um, seem to know like the the four move rule is way less thing. It seems like people only ever own like one Pokemon. Like they're almost more like a Digimon partner than they are. Yes. I don't think I saw anybody with multiple Pokemon at all. No, not um, that I can think of. Yeah. Although okay, so nine what the Rhyme City is that the place right? Yeah, that like Rhyme City just shows like full on how shitty humans treated Pokemon for most of the known Pokemon universe timeline, right? Yes, because it works. Yes, and they also even make a point of saying like there's no battling here, and it's basically illegal. Yeah, um, cockfighting is a system of government ends at the borders of Rhyme City, like. Um, which I love that. I, I'm very happy that they, like, I like I like the concept of Pokemon out of their balls. That's one of my favorite things with Pikachu, just like, fuck no, I'm not living in this cramped-ass ball where I somehow exist as light particles. That sounds terrible. Um, yeah, no, hard pass on that. But I really love, uh, yeah, that's, the, my number one favorite thing about this whole movie is just the Pokemon just inhabiting every space, and when you see them just, like, 
you feel the world in a way I've never seen anything else, like, in Pokemon doing anything else. It, it, it got me more hype, like, it gave me the feel that I remember, like, like, when they dropped the first trailer for Pokemon Go, and you... Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, you gotta see all of these Pokemon living in all these different random worlds, and it's just like, finally, they're here! I get a, I get a fucking catch Pokemon! And, like, they captured that in a movie form for me. It, like, anytime I saw Growlithe, if, if you guys haven't gathered yet, Growlithe is my favorite Pokemon. Um, <laughs> CC had the same thing. Um, anytime I see it, I'm just like, Growlithe, good boy, yeah! And I was just always excited for it, no matter what's going on. Um, I, I am disappointed that he's nine times out of ten a cop dog, but uh, I can get past that. Um, mine would not be a cop dog, but... Yeah. Snubble should not be a cop. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Also him, I'm blanking his name. He's a great actor. Oh, um, uh, uh, Ken, Ken Watanabe. Yeah, yeah, Watanabe. Another one that we did not deserve Watanabe in this fucking movie. And he's just like, sure, I'll take it home. I'll he just has like seven lines in this whole fucking movie. He's in three, four scenes. And every time he does it, he says it with... The same with Nye, it blows me away. They say it with complete sincerity. Every stupid fucking line that they have. You have... Pokemon, you have Ken Watanabe. How do you not have him do the let them fight? <laughs> I don't know if that Godzilla movie had come out yet. I don't remember which one came first. I think it did. Oh, okay. Um, but I feel like Ryan Reynolds would have insisted on it. Right. But... <laughs> um, can we talk about how this might be in the Home Alone universe? What? Um, yeah. <laughs> So, um, so when Tim goes into his dad's apartment... Oh, uh, right, you told me about this. Um, uh, it's a scene where he walks into the apartment and, uh, and you hear voices uh, just talking. Um, and it is, um, a movie playing on the TV, actually, so he goes and turns it off. And the movie playing is a fictional movie that doesn't actually exist called, uh, Angels with a Filthy Soul. Um, uh, which is the movie, movie that, uh, Kevin Callister watches in Home Alone. Um, uh, which was shot entirely for Home Alone um, by Christopher Clum- Chris Columbus and... Ah, shit, I'm blanking on his name. The guy who did all of those movies who wrote Home Alone. Um, and Pretty Dan up. Pink and Breakfast Club. Oh, and, um, um... All of those movies. Now I do know who you're talking about and I can't think of his name either. I'll think of it as soon as we stop recording. Yeah, um, but like... So so they filmed this... Basically, this hard-boiled detective noir film um, uh, scene that's basically... It, it's... I think the whole it's a it's essentially a short movie that's a minute and a half or so long. John Hughes. John Hughes, that is correct. Thank you. So they shot uh, Angels with a Philly Soul without it ever giving it a name. Day before principal photography starts on Home Alone, and um, only got a name because they needed uh, the production designer for it needed a case for the VHS that uh, he's watching when. Oh, yeah. Um, and so they just they make up a name, which is a reference to another noir movie, a real noir movie. And then, so that's that just how that became to be for Home Alone. And they just keep, it's a horribly offensive movie for a young child to be watching as the premise for Home Alone. And then while filming this movie, uh, Detective Pikachu, uh, Tim Rob, no, Tim Leverman, the director, um, uh, needed something for just, they needed something. And then I was like, oh, well, let's... Uh, 
Um, that, we'll just we use need a this, detective movie. <laughs> let's just use this f fictional detective movie that uh, I know about from Home Alone, and we'll just leave it in here, and we'll get something better eventually that we can license. And they just never did. And they never did, and they That's somehow amazing. were able to license it. So technically in the same um, universe... Arguably, ar arguably, arguably in the same universe as Home Alone. I feel like Home Alone would have been even more violent and murdery. And vi Home Alone, those people should have died. Yes. But yeah, if you put in Pokemon. Oh Pokemon. God, yes. Charmander, go. Because <laughs> uh, when the town, when the city gets gassed, like half the town should have died. Right? Oh, right. Yeah. Immediately. Um, especially like when you take into consideration the uh, oh I forget the, the Pokemon's name the Torterra uh, Pokemon or the, the Torterra Garden okay yeah um, so what like, do you guys think the fallout is from the Torterra Garden nothing good no like literally <laughs> whole goddamn mountains like the scale they show of that is so massive like I we're just talking... kept screaming lion turtles from Avatar when I was watching it yes yes <laughs> I, 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 I yeah I, I'm rewatching Avatar uh, with my partner at the moment so I, we're in chorus so yeah same thing speaking of the exact same thing but like I also had the thought of holy shit these are just like this is this is huge this is platonic tectonic plate shifting level of of movement here that's going to have global ramifications causing <laughs> uh, tsunamis and earthquakes and aftershocks it's just like and these Pokemon still exist here. They're just going back to sleep. Uh, at the very least, the fucking mountain range right outside town could just walk into the city one day. Yeah. Also, and you couldn't stop it. I'm going to just get this like, out here. Like, you got to put them down, right? That, that scene is super cool, and I do not... Do, no, we're not putting the Torterra down. What's wrong with you? No. Uh, but the Torterra... Stood up, they're like, oh, there's a human on this. Let's fuck with them. Stood up, walked like three steps, and then all settled that, right back that, down. Yeah. Like, that Many, was enough. Like, thousand-year-old trees died because they're like, Let's see if I can walk them back. Well, it was fucking Psyduck woke him up. Yeah, but still, I like mine better. Psyduck. <laughs> Golduck, one of my favorite Pokemon visually. Psyduck. Oh, yeah, I do we see a Golduck in this? We do not, that as far as I know. Although, I watched it and noticed so many different Pokemon, partly because they got released to Pokemon Go, so I know them now. Right. Uh, um, that's like two... If I know anything past, like, the first three gens, it's because it's in Pokemon Go. Um, yeah, same. Yeah. First two and Sword and Shield, but other than that. What else did I want to talk about? It's hard to... Like, because like, plot-wise, there's not much to talk about. Man tries to... Uh, man boy tries to find his father... Who was a detective? He has and a Pikachu his... that speaks. Who's also a detective? The hat's cute. I love Pikachus with hats. Pokemon Go has won me over. I, I love a detective uh, wearing a deer stalker. That's just a good trope. Except in Pokemon Go, the fact that Pikachus with hats no longer evolve is absolute bullshit. Yeah, that's just absolute bullshit whenever they do that with any uh, yeah. event Pokemon. I want to be able to... I, please. Like, they did it with Blastoise in the in the uh, event... Uh, Blastoise, Blastoise with the sunglasses? Yeah. Fucking sweet. It's the best. So just do it with everyone else. I want... I really would love to have a uh, Vaporeon wearing his little party hat. That'd be great. Right? You can't they get the flower crown. I was about to say, I have... Uh, uh, yeah, you can have all the flower crown ones. I have a Jolteon with flower crown. Yeah, I have. I think I have all of them with flower mm. crown um, and a couple shinies. I have a one hundred percent with the flower crown, and I'm just like overthinking what to evolve it into. I'd say either Umbreon or Espeon. Probably Umbreon. Espeon's one of my favorites. I want to just like 
that's probably. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like with Umbreon, the dark, the like the crown, the flowers yeah. will pop Look more. Good. Yeah. This is super topical to what we're talking about. Leafeon's so also got, very ooh. good. Yeah, I, I've done it with the flower crown. You can't see it. It oh, just no. be, it just kind of disappears into the. Anyways, Detective Pikachu. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how to talk about this. I guess what. What were the Pokemon that stuck out most to you? Because let's be honest, that's why we were all watching this. Snorlax. Snorlax in the street was great. So fucking good. I One, love that he's just sleeping in a random fucking street corner, just like in the streets. And two, Snorlax is my second favorite Pokemon, so yeah. He's up there. He's top five, yeah. so for sure. He's uh, the relatable one. Well, I mean, we already <laughs> mentioned the Mr. Mime. And that, like, that scene in general is one of my favorite in the oh, movies. Oh, and so. then I gotta... I, it's yes, not, not, work, not one so of my favorites, here. but I do have to touch on it because uh, Machamp's unsettling because they make a note of, of uh, while they're in the car uh, of saying how peculiar it is that uh, Pikachu's wearing a hat and that Pokemon generally don't wear clothes. So with that in mind, then Machamp's shorts become questionable. So He's just biologically like a Ken doll. Yeah. Yeah. Is what I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> and that he doesn't have some sort of biological shorts that he can take on and off. <laughs> to reveal his biological oh, donger. Um, um. Or, or is it some sort of weird shorts... Cloaca? I can't say Cloica? that word. Cloaca? Cloaca? <laughs> 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 Sentences <laughs> I didn't think were going to come up today. Uh, um, you know, in Sun and Moon, they talked about, like, I, I read their description of eggs, and they're like, we don't know where eggs came from. And I'm like, okay, you seriously need to have some sex in. But um, do, do eggs just magically appear in the Pokemon universe? No. Pokemon they're Hangout. they stork. Pokemon Hangout. What, and then like you look her? away, and then there's an egg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take 100 steps, and an egg appears. That's actually what it is. I'm yeah. I, I almost feel like I have to rewatch it just to try to pick out all the different Pokemon that show up in the background in some of the fucking scenes. Yeah, it's only as... Apom continues to be the worst Pokemon. Apom, Not the worst, but I really hate Apom. Apom gave me, like, Planet of the Apes flashbacks for a second. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm like, I don't want the Apom mock bullet. Um, but look. Apocalypse? Apom Apom Apocalypse. I liked, uh, I, I very much liked the the dopey face they gave Gyarados. Yeah. Um, Gyarados looked pretty great. Um, uh, Magikarp was suitably pathetic. Uh, the the texture for Charizard's a little was that was weird. It felt uneven and a little too scaly. I've always imagined, for some reason, I've always imagined uh, Charizard being a little bit more, I guess, dolphin-y skinned. If that makes sense. I get it. It he should have some like texture when you think about, it, but I don't think of like scales. But like, uh... I imagine as a flying type. Smoother, yeah. Not smooth, but like there are lizards that have a. They've got a texture, but they're not like like more of a like a chameleon, scales. I guess, kind yeah. of. Yeah, or like a little, little bumpier, if that yeah. makes sense. So it was it was an odd choice. I get it. It makes sense. Um, going for like a dragony type of feel, more scaly going. He had so much more texture than so many of the other Pokemon. Like Squirtle, they didn't fuck with that at all. While Squirtle could have gotten a little bit of texture, so that might be part of why it just. But I feel like 
Bulbasaur <laughs> had a little bit more of a scale. Bulbasaur was, was my favorite awesome. part of this movie, straight up. Yes, I love me an onion turtle. They're I mean, yes, so they were good. already like my favorite, like top two Pokemon. So it just fucking built for it. But yes. and but seeing them traipse through this wilderness area with all the the um, oh I forget their uh, what they're called it's something little mushroom thingies. I was trying to remember um, while watching it too. Some, some, like like something lol. Not like a morel, basically. Morelol is something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. Um, those like that. Those those are the scenes that make this movie for me. It's just like just seeing Pokemon inhabiting the world. Also, getting to see Mewtwo is looking like the baddest motherfucker ever again, and being the baddest yeah. motherfucker on the planet. Oh like. yeah, that's really fucking cool. <laughs> uh, but with the Bulbasaur. Whenever we play Pokemon Go, we just CC and I just joke about uh, when we move out to the boonies, which is what we're doing in like two months. We're just going to raise a Bulbasaur ranch. It's going to be Bulbasaurs and fucking um, Ivysaur. No, it's a water ground type. The Quagsire. Oh, Quagsires and Whoopers. Yeah. Oh, because they just look I like they Quagsire. should be fucked. Like. <laughs> Oh, Quaxar, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, and so we were, like, watching, and, like, 30 Bulbasaur showed up, and we're like, that's it! That, 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 that's what our ranch is going to be! <laughs> <laughs> like, and one Snorlax, because I just want to nap with a Snorlax. Right? Like, oh, God. I'm sure you've seen the giant uh, beanbag chair Snorlax. Mm-hmm. This, My like, buddy has it. It's great. I'm buying one. I want it so It's bad. so good. If I have to buy two, Cece would steal it otherwise, just entirely, and I would not blame her at all. Yeah, if I get ever stupid money that I can just throw away, that's that's on the short list. Even though we already ripped on it a little bit, I was kind of happy to see Gengar. I liked it. I liked Gengar a lot. I just... I I like that all in the reverse order. Like, Gengar's my least favorite, and Ghastly's my favorite of that evolution line. The thing is, I wanted Gengar, I think, to be a little less textured and a little more ghosty. Yes, he wanted I him felt to look like, more intangible than he was. Yes, he felt very like it just like felt like he was popping around it like more teleporty than he was ghostly ethereal. Which yes, I think that might be my problem with it is that it didn't feel nearly ghost enough. But it felt like it, they were just like really leaned in the to the tongue thing. Um, they, they did really, that with like a lot, like Greninja and Lickitung, and they were just like. You know how tongues are fucking the worst in Pokemon Go? Let's do nothing yeah. but tongues. Yeah. Like, let's make this super weird if you think about it at all. Which I, uh, yeah, I, I do think about it, so it's very weird. <laughs> yeah, dude, how annoying would that be to just be licked by somebody's random lick-a-tongue? Also, lick-a-tongue's life has to be awful. Just imagine your tongue being so big that you eternally have to, like curl up the top so it doesn't drag through the ground like at least Greninja's like impossibly fits inside its body like it's doesn't doesn't he like wear it around his neck like a scarf it's fucking terrible oh god (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the Greninja's in action were pretty fucking sweet oh very cool I like very cool. I've never uh, actually just put together that it was uh, its scarf was its tongue until just now. Um, <laughs> We're experiencing your breakdown in real time. God, it's very uncomfortable. Makes for excellent podcasting, though. I don't care for it. <laughs> I just want to see more sh- Pokemon brought to life in this world. Well, like, with the same amount of care. They've and- announced a sequel, and as long as they're not like, once again, magically, 
Ryan Reynolds has become a Pikachu. Which... Actually, that would sell me on it, because I kind of <laughs> don't want to see Ryan Reynolds just interacting with Pokemon. I liked him as Pikachu. Yes, I find. I but very like, much liked him as Pikachu. I don't so much need a sequel to this as more Pokemon stories in... Yes, exactly. I also very much appreciate the that they were very adamant about, in the early pre-production of this, that they wanted to make a Pokemon movie without Ash and the rest of that, like, main lore... Um, so I'm very interested in the idea of, like, sticking with that mentality and just, like, give me some fucking unknown Pokemon stories. Tell me some fucking people uh, that just make up some goddamn new characters for Pokemon and live ex- just live in that world. The closest that they had to anything like Ash is in the very beginning when Bill Nye is talking about the world of Pokemon and, one, I fucking love the Egyptian hieroglyphs that had a fucking Bulbasaur in them. But um, the they're they're talking about trainer battles, and a, a an Asian kid comes out wearing like the red hat and the red coat that more looks like red from like the comics than it does like Ash. Mm-hmm. But still, that was clearly cool. like, oh, there's Ash. I missed that entirely. And then they go off on the wreck. Like he doesn't have a speaking line. He doesn't do shit. There's an Arcanine in the same picture, so I'm sure you were just staring at that instead. Entirely. <laughs> I do feel uh, I love seeing him show up in this, but I feel like. Ken Watanabe was a little bit of a waste in this because he would be such a good oak. Did you notice that the hotel or whatever the hell it was that he was living in was titled Oak? Was it? That's funny. Also, um, within the Pokemon lore, we can have Ken Watanabe play fucking everybody. That's true. Literally everyone. Let's just have Ken Watanabe the Pokemon movie. (laughs) Meowth. Like, we could just Jesse or, um, uh, or, uh, I'm completely forgetting. Uh, Not Jesse and James, now I'm actually... Nurse, uh, no, Nurse and... Oh, Nurse Joy? Nurse Joy and the, um... Officer Jenny? Officer Jenny. They're the same. Ken Watanabe, the Officer Jenny. <laughs> but, like, he's basically in every movie, but, like, has different characters. And he's like, oh, it's my brother. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I will have no problems with it. You've set up, uh, like, existing lore for me. Just do it. No, it, it, it would be in the finest of Pokemon traditions. Okay, so what... We talked about a Pokemon we have seen. What's Pokemon we want to see in this that you don't remember seeing? Also, I think I saw Slackoff like six times, but he was always up and moving, so I was never sure. Um, they're all weird ones. No, that's fine. I want to see like Claydol. I think we see a. Oh no, we see. Uh, I think we might see a ball toy. Oh no, I'm thinking of uh, the Golem. Oh yeah, we see. Um, um, yeah, we see like in a wide shot. I would the, love to see more the, Golem. The, uh, that said, like I've now watched this two and a half times. Uh-huh. Um, I got really baked and fell asleep the first uh, time on my rewatch. As one does. Um, and so, but like I, I, every time I've watched this, I've discovered different random Pokemon and random wide shots. Like I just. Uh, they just added a new squirrel flying type Pokemon or something to I don't really remember its name mm-hmm. but it's definitely Gen 5 um, uh, they just added that to Pokemon Go so I was familiar with it because Amolga? of that I think yeah. <laughs> um, um, I didn't catch it because I missed it during that uh, week while it was out I, think I caught one let me check my Pokemon um, uh, and <laughs> but like I noticed it because it had just been announced yeah I feel like I could watch this like three more times and still be keep noticing random Pokemon that I didn't notice. Before. So I guess maybe more. What is Pokemon you would like to see more of? Not like oh they appeared for half a frame, but I feel like they didn't touch on any rock Pokemon enough. Not much. Like 
I didn't see like any Geo dudes or like. We saw that golem, as they said, briefly, and I think Onyx appears, but again for. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, um He's there. Steel types and bug types we didn't see much of. A Scyther would be super cool. Yeah, in style. I did think of Scyther or what the, what's, what's the steel type that it involves? Uh, Caesar. Scyther. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard like every different version of that. Yeah, I, I will always second guess the way I pronounce every Pokemon. I mean, I've been calling the McElroy's McElroy for like a year now, and you ju- just today it was corrected, so obviously it's a thing. And also, and now I'm now I'm just because of my anxious brain. <laughs> <laughs> double guess, a double sec, just I can't even formulate words anymore. Uh, second guessing myself on whether or not I'm correct on that, but I'm ninety eight percent certain that that's how that's pronounced. The the two I want to see from this, and one of them might not be have come out yet. Mm-hmm. Actually, three. First is Radicate, just because I love Radicate and no one else does, mm-hmm. and the very like. The fur that they actually do, I think, could work pretty well with him. I want to see a Lolan muck specifically, because the like tie-dye muck. Oh yes, I would. That would be a thing I would love to see, just because that would be a, cool to see them get into that new of a mm-hmm. edition. And um, then my final one is might be newer than this. I want Perserker. I want the like oh, metal the mouth thing. evolution. Yeah, I love. Fucking uh, Metal Meowth and Perserker. Like, fucking crazy. Um, That said, I also really liked the uh, Obstragoon. I don't Uh, remember which one that is. Yeah. Uh, It's the Zigzagoon, evolves into whatever, and then evolves into a dark type third evolution that they added in Sword and Shield. Kind of looks like Kiss. Yes. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Um, uh, Yeah. I'd like Nolan Marowak. Ooh, that'd be cool. I'd like Marowak in general. Lolan Marowak would be extra cool. I want more ghost Pokemon just across the board, always. Sableye. I want Dragonair, and forget Dragonite exists. I like Dragonite. He's I a goofball. Doesn't make sense in that evolution chain. No, I agree, but I have more um, issues. Actually, it was originally Dragonair. intended to be a different Pokemon. Interesting. Um, but yeah. I love Dragonair. Yes. <laughs> I, I uh, got a shiny one I needed to try and re-roll. You know, just... How, how did we skip this? Ditto in this movie. Oh, yeah. That was crazy cool and super creepy. I didn't see it coming. It really surprised me. Uh, and that is because they do some shit that isn't normally done with Ditto. And they're like, uh, uh genetically experiment. This is the first time Ditto is actually capable, though. Like, I always, as a kid, loved the idea of Ditto. And anytime I tried to use one, I was like, this sucks. I mean, like, it's a fun challenge to use because it is a fucking... It doesn't really work a lot of the time. And you basically have to work twice as hard to make it work. <laughs> um, but that's the fun of the challenge whenever I use Ditto. But, oh, God, Ditto was very cool, and I'm very uncomfortable with the uh, the the female bodyguard that they uh, had for Bill Nye in that it made me feel creepy that he was doing some unnatural things. With and they were Ditto. like, well, she's got the latex gloves. That's creepy. And they're like, that's a Ditto. That's weird. Oh, man, this mm. is... Yeah. That is strange. Mm. Uh, but no, very fucking cool. And that ditto just like hot swapping between all of those Pokemon and just beating the shit out of uh, Tim and Ed is. That's what I wanted Ditto to be as a kid, right? But they, anytime they took the sunglasses off and it showed a person we actually saw, especially when we turned into main female lead. I don't. I know no names in this movie. I uh, I for some reason uh, Lucy Stevens. <laughs> I is that her in? That's, that's in her character name. Yeah. Yes. Okay, Lucy. 
Her with the ditto eyes was the one that really creeped me out. Like, we were like, oh, because other mother. Oh, yeah, it definitely didn't turn out at all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. What? No. Uh, <laughs> get out. Okay, see. So Erasing this podcast. <laughs> um, I. I am joking. That did not turn me on, but I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I really fucking loved the scene. The beady eyes was like, yes, this is so cool. It that is, is perfect, but it's terrifying. Oh, it's definitely very unsettling, <laughs> and that's the, my favorite thing about it. It's just like, oh, that's a, for sure a fucking ditto as a human. <laughs> it's the opposite of the uh, Battle Angel movie. Oh yeah! Holy shit! Yes. <laughs> yeah, way less unsettling too, for me at least. I didn't mind it. I love Battle Angel. <laughs> yeah, that's why I minded it, actually. Um, because I love Battle Angel. Anyway. Do we have anything left to say on this movie? Like, the news was like four times longer than this today, but that's because there's a lot of news and not a shit ton to say about Detective Pikachu. Fandom! I'm still trying to think how other Pokemon I want to see just brought to life in that universe, but... I am too. I mean, I for the most part, like, really, I, I'm the biggest Indian lover. Not Tank. Ooh, I would not love. jinx. Ooh. Oh yeah, no. Well, they'll never Poor do jinx. Jinx. Like, oh. I, I'm pretty sure it comes from not understanding some of the subtext that you're sending because it's from a different culture. Yeah, exactly. They're like, we'll fix this. She's purple now. Was not what the problem was. But but that's but said, you're trying. That said, that it has been a long-standing problem of just like culturally not understanding that within anime. It's just I feel like it's a common yeah. It's real easy to just have anime black characters be blackface instead yeah. of... They've gotten better, but... Yeah. Oh, it was not good. Um, I'm a huge fan of the original 151. Yes. So they, I feel like they hit on the most part all of the ones that I really wanted to see. Um, I don't remember seeing Ghastly for the most part. That is one that I would like... didn't really see Ghastly or Haunter. Um, but, like, I... Like, yeah, I'm satisfied with everybody that I saw in this for the I would love to see the legendary birds in the next one. Yeah. Ooh, that, like, yeah, getting, that's what... It is a legendary myth call for the most part. Really, yeah. Yeah, but, like, I, Zapdos is one of my favorite Pokemon. Like, if you're going to ask me my favorite legendary, it's probably Zapdos. That said, that brings to mind, I was a little bit disappointed with Flareon. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, they just kind of make it more floofy than fiery. Which, like, I guess, I like, I understand, like, the logistics of that, that makes more sense for you to develop it that way, but also, um, like, it makes it easier to keep a Flareon in your home if it doesn't have a tail on fire all the time, um, but, like, that was a little bit disappointing for me, so, like, the idea of a Moltres, they better fucking go hard in the paint and just make it a goddamn Fire Phoenix. Yeah. Just, like... Fire chicken. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I want to see an Infernape so bad. I do like Infernape. Um, oh, ooh, no, I, I need to see Mimikyu. Oh, yeah, my God, yes. Yes. Yes, please. What about, uh, fucking, what's the... The giant dark ground type that's green, Larvitar evolves into him. Oh, uh, Tyranitar. Tyranitar. That, that was well done. That was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We put it together. Super glad. Nice. At this point, we're just shouting Pokemon names. <laughs> yeah, so, pretty good. Um, it's okay. So, yes, the, it sounds like our overall thought of this is, it's worth it. Yes. It's this movie. Because you get to live in Pokemon world for a little bit. Don't go in with amazing expectations. Don't go in being like, this is going to be fucking 
if you don't like Pokemon, you're not gonna like this. Like, yeah, then it's probably not gonna be for you. Um, like, if you for some reason know you don't like Pokemon, then don't bother with this. Um, but if you're new, like, I couldn't recommend this to someone who didn't know Pokemon really well either, though. Because part of the fun is to be like, oh shit, look, oh shit, look. Yeah, yeah, like, but that said, Cat, my partner, um, plays Pokemon Go with me, so is a bit indoctrinated into it. <laughs> indoctrinated? <laughs> um, uh, but, but would not be, by any means, I'd say, like, a hardcore or even, like, a real, like, a real big Pokemon fan, but, like, she enjoyed this movie, so, like, I think you could enjoy this without knowing it, but I feel like it, you're gonna want to know it to really get the most out of it. But also, yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. That's it. That's that's, that's well, well said. said. <laughs> well said. <laughs> Moving on from this, do you guys have any recommendations for the week? Uh, someone else go first because I'm sitting here desperately thinking. Oh, um, I had one. Shit. Well, I got Tyler, one. I got one. <laughs> uh, to go along, my my foray back into David Lynch's Dune this week led me to doing something that I've been meaning to do for a long time, and I can't recommend this documentary highly enough. It is called Jodorowsky's Dune. Oh my god, I've wanted to see this forever. Yes, I've uh, a buddy Austin was telling me about this, and I want to I want to watch this. this they got Mobius good. to do the art designs for Dune. It's the most beautiful, would not work in live action at all thing I've ever seen. And uh, oh, is, is there, there's there's it, someone else in that doing production design too, like um yeah uh, Geiger, right? Yes. Which, so the way <laughs> and Chris Foss, I believe the. The documentary tells the story of, uh, I'll, God, what's his first name? Jodorowsky, I can't believe him. I want to say Johan, right. but that's not right. No, I, I can't remember. <laughs> <I think laughs> it's all, he's Italian, not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's not right, but that's what my brain wanted. Johan Jodorowsky. <laughs> Alejandro Jodorowsky. That makes way more sense. Oh, yeah, definitely not a Johan. Uh, known for super, super arty flicks. He was going to do Dune at one point. Created... Possibly the most ambitious script ever, and this is the the story of the production and how it led into never happening. It is. They got well into pre production too before it fell apart. There was like costumes made. I feel really sad that we live in the timeline where this didn't happen. But even with it not happening, the movie shows how it might be one of the most influential movies ever made. The whole idea, like it was Dune, but it kind of wasn't because he never actually read it himself. I think until maybe production, and even then it was kind of unclear. Jesus Christ. Uh, God, he, like, every planet was going to have music from a different band. So Caladan's music was going to be uh, all done by Pink Floyd. Oh, wow. They had Pink Floyd on board. Wow. Of course they did. Dune was all going to be done by French group Magma, had Magma on board. Uh, Fade was going to be Mick Jagger. Fucking Baron Harkonnen was going to be Orson Welles. They had all these people on board. Damn. And he had never done a large-scale movie before, so no one knows how he just fucking charmed his way. The Emperor of the Universe was going to be Salvador Dali. That one I knew. What? <laughs> Um, fucking Duke Leto was gonna be, uh, goddamn, what's his name? Kung Fu. Carradine. David Carradine. Holy shit! It was insane, and it's maybe the most ambitious script ever written. 
the studios balked because he wanted to make it 10 to 20 hours long. He wanted it to be an experience. Oh my god, that's so... The main crew that he put together went on to do Alien. Which, that makes entire sense for him. Yeah, I've, I've seen some concept art for it, and it's like, okay, then yes. Um, the overall design and the the script was basically done almost all storyboards. It was like 3,000 pages wow. long. And two copies of it supposedly exist, but way more of that were passed around Hollywood, which is why you can see things from it pop up in other movies wow. throughout history. Um, like... Giger worked on all the Harkonnen stuff. Um, Mobius did the main layout. Dan O'Bannon, that then went to work on, uh, created Alien, did like all the Atreides stuff. It's fucking astounding. Go watch the doc. Jodorowsky's Dune. It, it's a, the movie's the greatest movie never made. Yeah. I've wanted to watch, I mean, I have saved on my phone, because I just saved cool art stuff. I have a bunch of stuff from this movie. Uh, what about you? I want to, my will tie into oh, other stuff. Oh, gosh. So well, the, the problem is, like, everything I've been watching lately is stuff that you have either recently covered, or, <laughs> <laughs> like, because I, rec- I could recommend Korra or Avatar, because I'm watching Avatar right now, or um, Food Wars, which I know you... I've recommended already, recommended. we want to do an episode. Um, then... Shit, so, um... Not to not to step on your steez, but I want to recommend a podcast that I've been listening to of late. Yeah. I mean, I um, mm, yeah, uh, but uh, it's a it's a McElroy joint. Um, uh, Justin McElroy and Dan Gavere, uh do a podcast called The Empty Bowl. It is a meditative uh, serial podcast. Not what I would have expected from a Mac, uh, McElroy. Uh, he, well, McElroy. Uh, Justin McElroy loves Learn. cereal. Um, and Dan Gebert is a, like, serial, uh, blogger slash enthusiast, um, and they basically, it's, it's like a ASMR, like, white noise meditative, kind of like, it's all very peaceful, calm, serene, everybody's talking calm, and nothing gets too excited, but they're, they're just talking about serial and serial news, um, and just, like, serial, serial reviews, and it is... Wait, when we say serial, are we meaning, like... Cornflakes and oh, the food. The food, okay. yes. The the food I was cereal. Completely thinking this was like you know like like serial kind of like ghost story oh, or yes, something yes, like yes, that. Yes, like yes, um, some Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Just, no. Um, okay. This makes way more sense for him than it did. Like <laughs> yes. Uh, so like lore. Uh, you know? I just was listening to uh, the newest episode and they're talking about um, new uh, a new a new Pokemon serial license that's coming up that they're talking about. Um, and they'll talk about random franchise uh, serials that are coming out. I love podcasting so much. It's, I love everything about this bizarre fucking medium. It's amazing that people can just, like, talk about whatever they want forever, <laughs> for like an hour and a half, and they'll, you'll find an audience for it. But the Empty Bowl, it's, it's, uh, it's like, they're, like, half-hour-long episodes. So it's, like, perfect for just, like winding down before I go to bed. Hell yeah. Mine is going to be Going Postal by Terry Pratchett. It is one of the Discworld books. Um, It is a book that I've wanted to cover for the podcast because it would be extremely topical on the parts of news that we generally don't talk about on this podcast, but it's mostly about why the post office is important, but it's part of the brilliance of Terry Pratchett that you can tell the story of a con man being placed in charge of a post office in a fantasy world and have it be one of the best books I've read in the last 
couple of years. It is just phenomenal. Phenomenal. Uh, Moist von Lipvig is the main character. Like, nothing about this book should work, and it's beautiful. David Suchet plays the villain in the, like, TV adaption. David Suchet played uh, Poirot and all those. He's, like, a, oh, he's nice. a really, like, serious, capable actor, and they put him in the most bizarre shit. And the reason it kind of ties in and is perfect is because next week, actually, we will be covering Men at Arms. Yeah. Do you remember this? I, you, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I didn't oh, know yeah. if you've been reading it. I just haven't started. Look. No, I just haven't started reading ah, it. that's the look. I remembered it. I just haven't started <laughs> reading it. I've just been it avoiding it. Ah, <laughs> that is a look I know very well. I have it often. Because I was watching Dune. <laughs> and thinking about Dune. Dune. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I want to do now. We even got in a new kombucha at work where the artwork on the front of it is based on Dune. Of course we do. Really? Yeah, I'll show you guys. It's a good bookstore, man. <laughs> I... Wait, why? <laughs> the the flavor is melange. Okay. Okay. We'll save that for a different day. <laughs> to, to take the 40 minutes to explain. Yeah, we don't got time do for that. We're like two and a half hours. Let's, let's... Yeah, we're done. We, we did it all. We did is it Is it all. time for me oh. to go into the spiel? Do yeah, your spiel. We did a good job. Yeah, yes, good job us. If you guys want to hear us keep doing a good job... Because that's all that we do. I'm sure. Please hit subscribe however you're listening to us right now. That'd be super cool if there's any way for you to rate and review it how you're listening to us right now. That'd also be super cool because the whole world is ran on algorithms and we want to be up in those algorithms and getting those views and getting those listens. Please continue listening to us. We love you. Anyway. And we love doing this. Um, please go check out the website, www.generalnerdcast.com. Uh, while you're there, you can check out the entire back catalog. Uh, contact us through there or by emailing us at generalnerdrepod at gmail.com. And if you click the links up at the top, you'll notice we're part of the Earworm Podcast Network. Go check out all the other shows on there. Listen to me talk about horror movies over on Fried Squirm, Zach. You can listen to me talk about war and wargaming and this week Jedi, of all things, uh, over on The Art of Wargaming. And hopefully soon we'll be dropping word balloons over on there. That'll be the easiest way to catch up. Keep up for when that drops, that... Uh, head over to that website, E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M dot com. Uh, like I said, you can contact us through there. Search for us, General Nerdery, across all the social medias. I'm out. We've never fin- we've never found a good end. We were just like, ah, we're done. done. Uh, Steven, thanks so much for coming on today. Oh, thank you very much um, for having do me. Do you have anything you want to plug? Anything where people can find you? Are you interesting in any way? You are very interesting. I, I mean, the meanest way I, I, I'm that. on Twitter, but uh, I really don't really tweet a lot. It's mostly just to follow people um if you want you could uh stargazers gourmets my mom has a uh, a candy company um uh, and uh, she sells fudges and uh various chocolates and if you want and that's just these they are fucking delicious like like so good this is the best recommendation we've ever gotten yeah um, i'm like <laughs> chocolate now i'm getting hungry um and like an, an absurd amount of different flavors of fudge so like that's if I'm recommending anything actually I'm going to recommend my mom's candy f- uh, company and you should go check give it out give us that name one more time uh, Stargazers Gourmet you can find it on Facebook and they also have a website excellent oh yeah uh, in the meantime thanks so much for listening guys really I fucking love doing this it's the best part of my week uh, we're your generals of nerdery I'm Zach I'm Tyler dismissed and now as promised a preview of our new podcast, Word Balloons. Welcome to Word Balloons. 
nerddom for fun and profit. Mmm, profit. This is the place where we talk weird nerd stuff real fast. The first part of Word Balloons, we have the word. Uh, Tyler here is going to give me a character, thing, place, team from either DC or Marvel. and uh, We're currently limiting ourselves to characters as we get used to this. Yeah, uh, this is still only our second episode. Um, and I just have to talk. If he manages to stump the band, and I don't know anything about the character, in a later episode we will do a redemption round where I will sit down and have researched the character as thoroughly as I can. So for this week, your character is Puff Adder. Puff Adder is... I'm going to have to do a redemption round, but... I'm gonna guess what I can here. Just, okay. Just, just to see. Yeah. Give, what give I me have. what you can. Give me what you can. Puff Adder is going to be a Marvel character. Yes. He is going to be a member of probably the Serpent Society, yep. possibly Serpent Squad, which would both. Make, oh, right, because they do go back and forth. It's basically the same thing. The that's going to make him a Captain America villain who would have first appeared in the 1960s. Um. I I can't give you a specific... He was actually a lot later. Oh, so 70s? 88. Whoa, so that would have... Fourth incarnation of the Serpent Society. That would have been probably the Mark Grunewald era, who had the longest Captain America run of all time, actually. Oh, wow, okay. Um, it, it The second closest Brubaker, which is amazing. Not important to this. Uh, the Serpent Society was a crime syndicate of snake-themed villains... They're really lame. They are not good. Uh, they sometimes have superpowers. They're not generally very good superpowers on their own. But they make a decent group of mid-powered level characters that Captain America has to fight. They are usually henchmen of Viper, who is Madam Hydra in a lot of versions. Green-haired lady. Uh, but not... Always. Sometimes they work for the Red Skull. Sometimes they're just trying to do their own thing. Mm -hmm. They they are the henchmen's henchmen, to be honest with you, when it comes to Captain America villains. That's... I mean, you didn't get a lot on, on Puff Adder, I mean, but nothing that's... Nothing about Puff Adder. But we could talk about Mark Greenwald's cap if you want. Like, it's not... Well, uh... and, I, and you brought up the Serpent Society, and there's there's one character that we should probably mention, because... Uh, a different member of the Serpent Society has been shown in pop culture recently because Copperhead, uh, I believe, was in Luke Cage? I think or no, Diamondback was in Luke Cage. Diamondback, yes, although I think it's a different Diamondback because mm, Diamondback okay. in Captain America is a woman named Rachel something or another. And she was an attempt... Please check this for me and make sure I'm not crazy. She was an attempt to basically make a Catwoman for... Captain America, a villain that he had kind of romantic interest in. Uh, uh, a good guy villain to his good guy. Captain. Yeah, Rachel Layton. Well, she, originally a super villain who's part of the Serpent Society. She is... I was thinking of a different Diamondback. Yep, yeah, she is not... I just assumed because, you know, serpents. Too fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, she is not great... She is nowhere near as interesting as some of Captain America's other romantic interests. She did have a really good run recently in the Domino miniseries written by Gail Simone, uh, where she works with Domino and they form this mercenary team called the Outlaws, along with 
a woman named Outlaw. Uh, mm. No, it wasn't the Outlaws. It doesn't, does not matter. Um, Rachel is probably the character of the Serpent Society that has the most staying power to her outside of Madame Hydra herself. Mm. Um, well, we'll have to come back to Puff Adder. Okay. I but will... you still managed to school me because I brought up a wrong diamond back. <laughs> I, I'll, yeah, we'll, we'll have some basics for you next time. All right, so now let's see where this balloon takes us. All right. The question for today. Yes. Uh, and this one's an anonymous yeah, question. Yeah, we, we have donor. an anonymous place. If, if you have a question that you don't necessarily want to be, like, people wondering why you've been thinking about that, feel free to ask it. Uh, weirdest superhero hookup. So we decided on some caveats on this one because yes. there's, it, it could be weird. Uh, we decided any time that it was people out of, like people drugged or people out of like any kind of their self control was taken off of the table. We we don't want these are weird consensual superhero hookups. I guess that's that's where we're really going with that, right? Uh, it's comics. It's science fiction. There's sometimes some consent issues with some plot lines. Over on the other show, General Nerdery, we've already had to talk about, like, what's the consent of mind-wiping someone? It's not great. Or mind-returning someone. Also, a little better, but still, <laughs> there's better ways to do it, Martian Manhunter. Uh, anyways, before... We've got a couple possible answers here, but there's kind of an honorable mention before we talk to the more meat and potatoes ones okay and it's wanda aka the scarlet witch and the vision uh because it's one of the earliest examples i know of of a human wanting to fuck a robot yeah i mean these days it doesn't even seem that big of a deal because science fiction's been having people bang robots forever and it's also real girls exist yeah Yeah, it's kind of just becoming a regular life thing but uh, it, it was a major plot point, even, that could a woman fall in love with a robot, an android. Mm-hmm. So, it gets uh, honorable mention for being early weird. All right, or so... Weirder, but... Wh- what do you have beyond the honorable mention? Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with Namor and Namora for one of them, because they're cousins. Yeah. I didn't uh, know that they actually hooked up. Yeah, they almost got married, uh, and they had to have... Awkward conversations about how, no, it's really not that weird, and it's always that weird. Yeah. Um, like, well, we're not actually related. Like, it's still strange. Uh, her name is Namora. You're Namor. Like, no. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, other possibilities include Martian Manhunter and the daughter of Deathstroke, Rose Wilson. This is from Crisis on Two Earths, which is a animated film that DC did. It's actually very good. Uh, I will say they aged up Rose Wilson, who's usually portrayed as a member of, like, the Teen Titans. Right. Um, so she was... I got the sense of about college age. Okay. So, don't worry, Martian Manhunter is not a pedophile here. But it was still just really jarring... Of, like, here's Rose Wilson, and here's... John, you're, like... Your daughter would have been older than her. Hey, if you're gonna choose a lover, though, in the <laughs> DC Universe... Marshall there's probably... He's a shapeshifter, and he's psychic. That's a twofer. Yeah. 
how can you go wrong with that combo? <laughs> I know you for had, real. I know you had one. So uh... Uh, mine's not so much weird as it is a little bit funny, uh, especially if you've ever actually seen the panels. Mm. Uh, and I don't think a lot of people know this, and these two characters are very popular right now. Uh, Gamera and Iron Man hooked up once. Oh my god, that was so funny. And she was very disappointed. Yeah, she wrecked his day. Uh, Bendis wrote, when he was writing um, Guardians of the Galaxy, he had Tony Stark join the Guardians and go out there and expecting to live up his Captain Kirk fantasies, which included sleeping with a green woman. So, it happened. What the hell? And it just shows him looking terrified and Gamora looking like... Disappointed. And, and like, she just, ah, I'm going to go back to the party now. She just kind of, like, pats him on the head, basically, or, like, the Gamora equivalent of that, and doesn't take him seriously for the rest of the series. Just... Hey, she's used to Nova. Yeah. <laughs> uh, along those lines, this actually isn't on my list, but in formerly known as the Justice League, which was a sequel series to Justice League International... A running joke is people keep informing Sue Dibney, wife of the elongated man, that her husband is a four. Uh, like, they're, they're rating people, mm-hmm. being like, Booster's butt is an eight, and Captain Adam's a nine, and elongated man is a four. And he's, like, he finds out, and he's like, wait, what? <laughs> um, but she's just like, he might be a four, but he's a four with a sense of humor and the ability to elongate any part of his body. <laughs> uh, which... It was just running gag throughout it. It's not necessarily weirdest hookup, but it's definitely a, it fit with the theme. Uh, weirdest hookup, honestly, there are there are two real options here that I can think of. One is a really uncomfortable scene from Avengers, uh, from the Jeff Johns Jeff Johns run, featuring Giant Man and the Wasp. Just saved the world. The Avengers just got in the UN Charter. It shows what everyone's doing to celebrate. And it shows a really heavily breathing wasp in bed doing the whole big gasping thing. And then Ant-Man climbs out from under the covers and he is... Tiny. Ant-Man sized. And he looks real sweaty. And he goes, okay, my turn. And people have been wondering and fearing (laughs) what the hell that means ever since. I... She gave him that stinger. Oh, boy. Uh, And then final one, just because apparently I know too much about this, is from just the where the hell did this come from? She-Hulk and the Juggernaut. Wow. Um, This one comes from... So that caused an earthquake, right? Yeah, probably. Uh, This comes from the Chuck Austin era of writing X-Men. Chuck Austin era is honestly considered one of the worst X-Men eras I've ever heard about. And I read some of it as a kid, and I was like, hey, you're wrong. And I read it now, and I was like, oh, you were not, you were not wrong. Okay. Uh, but the, the one part I did like about his run is the Juggernaut tried to be a good guy for a while. Okay. And actually turned himself in. It's a, it's a classic X-Men trope. One of the villains joins the team and tries to deal with it. And he gets arrested, and She-Hulk is hired as his uh, uh, attorney. Mm-hmm. And they end up fighting the rhino and arguing a whole lot. And then it turns out that Juggernaut's not such a bad guy. And they have a hookup. Which is wildly inappropriate behavior between a lawyer and their client. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and th- they play with this in the She-Hulk series afterwards, because Peter David was writing it, and he was just like, you had her do what? That's fine. I've, I've uh, listened to a lawyer talk about that on YouTube before. Oh, And, it's... like, it's technically okay if you had that relationship beforehand, but, if but it's still during... looked down <laughs> upon. If you start during, you should probably be disbarred. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, ooh, no. Um, and Peter David, who's one of comics' best writers, actually ended up writing a plotline into She-Hulk when he was writing it. I think it was David. It could have been Dan Slut, because I didn't research this part. Uh, where there's a alternate universe that keeps that that coming to Earth six sixteen has become a like um vacation spot. Oh, okay. For these alternate, because their universe is really safe and boring, so they'll travel over to this vac and vacation and be like, "Wow, that was fun and weird." And uh, it's oh, it was a way to explain really. Un out of character behaviors that someone might have done in a guest appearance, like oh, she okay. sleeping with one of her clients, or uh, I think they tried to explain all of Next Wave Agents of Hate by it. Just like anytime someone wildly changed character for a story, his answer was it was this. Alternate. It was the alternate like six fifteen or something like that. Mm-hmm. Six sixteen. Um, they were on vacation and just ruining these poor people's lives. And She Hulk for the rest of that series. And she's pretty, like, flirtatious and openly sexual in that series. and not ashamed of it, but uh, people keep being like, you hooked up with Juggernaut? She's like, I didn't. Stop saying that, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's pretty great. So that might have to be my weirdest superhero hookup. And I'm, 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 like, combing through my head, and I can't think of anything quite... Quite too weird, to be honest. Not superhero, but honorable mention to Deep Space Nine... Kira Norris, who's a Bajoran, who's a, just a normal human woman, and Odo, who is a changeling that changes into a pile of goo. And at one point, he basically turns into a form of mist. She walks into him and starts making happy noises. And that's how they end the episode. Like, it's... It ain't sex, but it... It's sex. Okay, so it's not weird because of who it is, but it's weird. Yeah. And I'm gonna say Swamp Thing and Abby. Yeah, they did an entire issue of... She's like, I want to have sex with you, Swamp Thing. And he's like, I think that's a great idea. Here, eat this yam that I just grew from myself. And then she tripped balls in happy, sexy ways for the next, like, 18 pages. It was mostly just... It was like a hallucinatory orgasm. I think it was Steve Bissett writing or drawing it at the time. And she got to kind of touch the green doing that, I think, a little bit, too. Yeah, it is a very good issue. You kind of want to read some issues leading up to it before you try that one out, though. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to throw that one out there. Not not because it's weird who it is. They're a couple. But how it goes down is odd. Uh... Yeah, so there's not really a, 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 a most awkward or strangest, but there's a, a group from you, you can pick from. Just, it's up to you. And if you guys can think of weirder ones. Let us know. That would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, we already want interaction with you from questions, or you can send ideas of characters for the word to, to try and stump me. Um, want to give a quick shout out, thank you to our editor, Stephen Gade. Thank you. I really hope it's pronounced Gade, because that's what I've been calling it. 
I guess you'll find out when he starts editing these. And he's like, hey! Uh, in the meantime, I'm Zach. I'm Tyler. Bye! Bye.